The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is February 18th, 2024, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the Syrian side of the J. Wow. Show. Keep in mind, Fonnie Willis originally fought this subpoena. She did not want to testify, but around 3 o'clock this afternoon, she dropped her opposition and walked into the courtroom for an extraordinary showdown under oath with defense attorneys. Let me just read a little bit from the summary from Judge Ngoron's decision, because I think it's worth uh, uh, just reading out loud. In order to borrow more and at lower rates, defendants submitted blatantly false financial data to the accountants, resulting in fraudulent financial statements. When confronted at trial with the statements, defendants' fact and expert witnesses simply denied reality. And defendants failed to accept responsibility or to impose internal controls to prevent future recurrences. As detailed herein, this court now finds defendants liable, continues the appointment of an independent monitor, orders the installation of an independent director of compliance, and limits defendants' right to conduct business in New York for a few years. But Lisa, this is not a lifetime ban. The anti-corruption activist was one of the Kremlin's most vocal critics. Despite being barred from challenging President Vladimir Putin at the ballot box, he galvanized Russia's political opposition. Navalny's death comes after Putin announced that he planned to run for re-election in 2024, a move that could keep him in power until at least 2030. Last night we brought you the story of the wildly embarrassing bombshell that has blown up the right-wing case against President Joe Biden, the sole surviving son. Special counsel investigating the Biden. Trump appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss has now indicted his own key informant for lying. 43-year-old Alexander Smirnov was arrested Wednesday and charged on two counts for feeding the FBI false information. Online radio at its best. Good morning, Lord. Today is a start. Good morning, Lord. Today is the start of a brand new day. I come to you with thanksgiving and praise. I ask you today, Lord God, to forgive me of all my sins. Please forgive me, Heavenly Father, for the things I have done that is not pleasing to you. I repent of all my sins. Please forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I worship you, my Lord, and give you thanks for all you have done. I praise you with all my heart. Lord, today is a brand new day, 
and I do not know what it will bring. So I come to you for guidance. Please lead me in all the things that I will do today. Please give me a clear mind to make the right decisions. I know that your mercies are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. So, before I start my day, I want to thank you and worship you in spirit and in truth for all things you have done in my life and what you're about to do today. I know, Lord God, that there is nothing impossible with you, and all your plans are good and perfect. Lord, let me not go on my own understanding today, but in all my ways, help me as I go and start my day. Be with me and guide me with your Holy Spirit, that I may do what is right and be pleasing to you. I want to start today with an offering of praise and worship to you, with all my heart and all my soul. Let me forgive all who have hurt me yesterday and in the past. Please allow me to have a fresh new beginning today, filled with your blessing and favor. Forgive me, Lord God, for all my sins, and be merciful to me. Use me today, that you may be proud of me, and that I may delight you in all my ways. Let the people around me today be generous and considerate towards me and towards one another. Let me be a blessing to everyone today. Please give me peace and let me be patient in everything I do. Let your angels surround and protect me today. In the name of your Son, Jesus, I love you. Amen. 3478501272 is our call in number 3478501272. It is the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It is best, of course. I'm J. Ryle. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing us to come into your homes, your cars, or wherever you are listening to us. We appreciate you. And whether you stay five minutes or whether you stay the full duration, once again, appreciate you for allowing us to be a part of your world. But as always, I never share this stage by myself. My big sis is in the house, Vanessa Mae Belly from the Macinelli. Mr. Elias is here as well. Let's say good morning to them both. What's going on, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you, ma'am? Good morning, Happy sir. How are you? Happy Sunday. How are you doing on this beautiful day? I'm good. What about you? It's a little nippy, uh, but yeah, I'm fine. I just uh, I hope that the coldness will kill these damn mosquitoes uh, because it's been a little nippy uh, going on late into February. And that's a good thing because last year that didn't happen, and we had mosquitoes and they were horrible. So hopefully, the mosquitoes well, so will flee. Those are not really mosquitoes. I'm talking about the real mosquitoes. I'm talking about mosquitoes. Oh, mosquitoes. I, I forgot what those it. are called. I yeah, no. Well, no. We, we're hoping that the freeze will kill them because, you know, they go on the ground and do all that stuff during the winter months. But usually a good long winter, 
you know, reduces, uh, you know, mosquitoes and fleas and things of that nature. Fleas were bad here in Houston last year because of the fact that, you know, we didn't have a, a, a real hard winter. So hopefully this cold extended cold forecast will get rid of those bastards. All about teaching you something, Vanessa. All about trying to teach you. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mary the Music. Good morning, Rhea Day. Good morning, with sister. Good morning, my brother Harvey. Good morning, my brother Jimmy. Good job. The, the number is 347-850-1272. And you know if you listen to us, we take this portion of the show to rap and clap and talk about things that did not make the agenda for this week. However, we feel that we need to have a conversation about it. And first of all, I guess, Mr. Elias, man, congratulations are in order. Your uh, Kansas City Chiefs came through and prevailed. Super Bowl champions again, the third Super Bowl for your boy uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to give you a few Mm -hmm. minutes to glow, brother. Congratulations. Man, man, look, this has been a rough year for the Kansas City Chiefs because everybody put doubt on them. Everybody said that they were going to do bad this year because they lost some games. I never lost faith in my team. And, uh, hey, man, let's do what we do, man. You know, the bad part of it is that, you know, you can't get together without a shooting. So, ugh, that, that that just brought a gap to me. Yeah, wow. and Vanessa, which is a perfect segue into where I was going with you. Yeah, we can talk about the Super Bowl champions and things of that nature, but once again, we had a senseless shooting. One person died, uh, I think over 20 injured. I'm not sure if any of those 20 uh, had life-threatening uh, injuries. I uh, haven't heard anything because of the stories that have been dominating the news for the past few days, but I thoughts and prayers to those families. What say you in regards to the shootings? People going out to a regular Super Bowl party, I mean, Super Bowl celebration, and, you know, here we go. We can't ever do anything in enjoyment. And, and forgive my voice, I've got a real bad congestion. But you know what? We can't ever do anything these days without having something going on. So um, I hate it. But I am glad that the Kansas City Chiefs won uh, the game, though. I really am. So go Chiefs. But anyway, I hate that. Taylor Swift did donate, I think, $100,000 to two of the people. So, no, just one, not one, sure. one, one fan. But the one. Who yeah. did? One but well, I she thought she said Taylor Swift donated $50,000 to two different two. people, though, Les. No, no, they, she gave fifty thousand once, and in the morning she gave fifty thousand in the evening to the to the, to, to the one young lady that lost her life. The one's a DJ. She gave it to her Ooh, family. Taylor Swift. She gave it twice. Taylor Swift, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's un- it's unfortunate. And kudos to her for uh, stepping up and doing that. Good job. All right, as the uh, war rages on in Israel. You know, uh, the prime minister, Netanyahu, is saying, look, we don't care what outside influences say. You know, we have one last stronghold that we need to take care of, and we're going to do it. We don't give a damn how many times you send your secretary of state over here. We don't care how many times the U.S. president mumbles at the mic saying that he's not really happy with what we're doing. We're going to move forward. 
Here's my problem with that scenario. Why do we continue to give them aid when they're telling us mm-hmm. it's their ass? Can someone please yeah. explain that to me? Hey, look, you, you, you're not going to do it. Hey, that's like a parent. If, if I'm giving you money, you spend it on dope. You think I'm going to keep spending and giving you money to spend it on dope? Come on, man, stop. I'm telling you, you what you're doing as a war crime. And then Yahoo was doing this so he could stay in power. We all know what it is. It's not like it's a, uh, it's a, a thin, a, a, a big secret. This dude is doing it so he can stay in power. So, hey, man, if you want to play that game, by all means, you go ahead and play it. We're going to pull that money back. So, you know, you do what you do. I don't understand it. I really don't. That's what I would do. Well, I, well, I do. It was see, and Vanessa, what I'll say is, is this, is that to the average folk, that's what it looks like. And so, yeah. It's a little bit more complicated than that, okay, because, you know, the bottom line is there are some strategic advantages for, you know, working with Israel. So I can understand why the U.S. is saying, hey, we just, you know, we just can't, you know, do this. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is, uh, you know, my goodness, when will the U.S. stop being the grown-up in the room? Because we've had... You know, Russian people kill a few American soldiers here and there, you know, but we, you know, we don't try to provoke because we don't want to get involved. When do we say to hell with this bucket and let's get, let's get busy. You want to play with the bear? Let me show you what our capabilities are. Never. They're just not going to get out of it. They're always going to have to try to be the people to lead, to be the adult in the room. Just. Sometimes I wish we would just get out of all of that stuff and, and mind our own business over here, but it just doesn't we can't, we can't. We can't be isolationists. We, we, we just can't do that. There's too many. The world is too entangled. You know, I used that scenario a while back when we had conversations like this. You know, you just can't sit here in the neighborhood and act like you live in that neighborhood by yourself. You know, if you see your neighbor's house on fire, you're not going to call the, the fire department because it's not affecting your house. You, you have to, you know, we, and we are the main, we are, the, we are it. You know what, what what they say, Mr. Elliott, is you know uh, we him. So so we we have to respond. We just can't sit back and let the world, you know, be in chaos while we sit back and say, hey, you know what, we good because guess what? If we're not getting involved, at some point in time, that stuff is going to make it to our shores. Uh, go back and let's talk about you know September 11th. And just think if we weren't, you know, and and. And the U.S. was definitely involved with what's going on nationwide and worldwide and things of that nature, but it still came to our front door. Just imagine if we weren't doing anything. Just imagine if we didn't have, you know, secret cells uh, overseas embedded with terrorist groups. You don't know what's happening. I mean, we we have to be engaged. But my goodness, to the average folk, Mr. Elias, this looks like, God dang it, you know, how are we going to give you money? And we're, tell, we're going to give you all these billions of dollars of AIDS, and you're going to shoot us the middle finger. That's what it looks like. Yeah, well, you know, something like that, there's limits to anything. You can, you, you know, there's tactical advantages, but we need them, and they need us as well. So you ain't going to say, that's cool. They're going to do what you do. We're going to do what we do over here, too. Out of your business. I'm sorry. Sometimes you got yeah. to put your foot down. You got to. Yeah, yeah. You have to weigh the cost, though. Because at the end of the day, the president's job is to protect the American citizens. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, that's what it's all about. Speaking of the president's job and protecting the American citizens, you know, Donald Trump doubled down on his comments. 
You know, if you don't pay your bills, you know, NATO, uh, Putin, I don't give a damn what Putin does. And, and, it's, and it's, this is kind of a segue into what we're talking about right now. So if we don't get involved, this guy can take over, try to take over the world. We just can't have that. And then Putin tells Tucker Carlson, which is a freaking dummy, that he preferred Biden to win the election. Well, he must think we're stupid. His choice Look, is Biden. Did you stop? Did, did you hear what he, Did you hear what he said about Tucker Carlson? Said he was soft. <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> he said that he, he, he thought it was going to be a hard interview, but he, he said Tucker Carlson was soft. Soft. I was like, wow. Well, he is. That's a true statement. And and, 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 and it's a hypocrisy that a guy who don't pay his bills, who who, who, who skips out on paying everything, and tells somebody, if you don't pay your bills, we ain't going to protect you. What if his lawyers did the same stuff to him? (laughs) That's a good point. Go about your business. Go about your business, partner. I like the way you did that. I like the way you did that. That was pretty cool. I like the way you did that. Um, and, of course, uh, the GOP, um, uh, they impeached the, the, the uh, Secretary of Homeland, uh, of, uh, the Homeland Department, for failure to protect the southern border. And once again, uh, that's exactly what they're doing. So uh, there you go. Kumbaya. And... Uh, what was the movie where my man said, uh, kiss my ass or hallelujah? What movie was that? And uh, it was funny. I can't remember what it was. So anyway, that's it. It's time for the NPR News Update, and then we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. Man, what a news week. And we'll tackle it all coming up next right here on the serious side of the J. Riles Show. 347-850-1272. You can be a part of it. Just pick up your phone and call us. We'll be right back. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says international pressure will not keep him from taking military action in the Gaza town of Rafah, where more than one million displaced Palestinians are sheltering. NPR's Greg Myrie reports on Netanyahu's remarks this weekend. Prime Minister Netanyahu said Israel's military needed to defeat Hamas and Rafah, the group's last stronghold in Gaza. He said, quote, whoever wants to prevent us from operating in Rafah is telling us, in effect, to lose the war. I will not allow this. Foreign leaders and international aid groups warned that a major military operation in Rafah will lead to high civilian casualties and worsen the existing humanitarian crisis. Rafah is on Gaza's southern border with Egypt and has become a tent city as Palestinians have fled other parts of the territory. Israel and Hamas are holding ceasefire talks but do not appear close to an agreement. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Tel Aviv. The U.S. is signaling that it will veto a draft U.N. Security Council resolution put forward by Algeria demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. U.N. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said this weekend that it could jeopardize the U.S.'s own efforts to bring an end to hostilities. The Security Council could vote on Tuesday. The debate over the Senate-passed military aid bill that largely focuses on Ukraine is not only happening in Washington, D.C., but also in Germany. Democratic, uh, Democratic Senator Chris Coons of Delaware is among a bipartisan group of lawmakers attending the annual Munich Security Conference. There's also a delegation here from the House. 
and a group of us have been sitting, meeting, and talking with our House of Representatives colleagues about what is their path forward for passing this through the House of Representatives once we return. President Biden is blaming House in action on the bill for the fall of the eastern Ukrainian city of Avdivka. China is stepping up the frequency of Coast Guard patrols off its eastern coast after two citizens drowned in a fishing dispute near Taiwan. Taiwan says the, the uh, fishermen had crossed over to Taiwanese waters. NPR's Emily Fang reports. The deaths are the latest flare of intentions between China and Taiwan, which China claims as its own. Some of Taiwan's outlying islands are just a few miles off the coast of China, and fishermen from both places regularly cross into or sail past each other's waters. As they did last Wednesday, when a Chinese boat with four fishermen crossed into waters near Taiwan's Kinmen Islands, Taiwan's Coast Guard gave chase, causing the boat to capsize. They were only able to rescue two of the people inside. China condemned the incident, saying it hurt the feelings of people in China and Taiwan, and said there are no restrictions to its fishermen in the waters around Taiwan's Kinmen Islands, and that China will be sending more of its Coast Guard to those areas. Emily Fang, NPR News. This is NPR. Folks, if we're going to win re-election, I need you by my side from the very start. Whatever you're able to chip in, even if it's just a buck or two, will have a huge impact on our campaign. This might just be our hardest fight yet. Will you make a donation and stand with Kamala and me? It mean the world to us. Thank you. Online radio at its best. Rarely does a prosecutor in a criminal case get questioned under oath by the defendant's attorneys. But it was clear long ago the election interference case against Donald Trump and 14 others now is no typical prosecution. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. A defiant Fonnie Willis testified she and Nathan Wade dated for about a year after she brought him in as a special prosecutor. But they've done nothing improper, she says, and she did not benefit financially from the relationship. I want to say, because my marriage was intrusively broken, I was free to have a relationship. Wade testified his marriage was irretrievably broken in 2015, but he and his wife decided to stay together until their children were out of school. When did your romantic relationship with Miss Willis begin? 2022. When? In 2022. Early 2022. That would have been after he was hired by Willis to manage the racketeering case against Donald Trump and others. Wade said the two didn't travel together before then, and they roughly split vacation expenses, with Willis paying him back in cash. You don't have a single solitary deposit slip to corroborate or support any of your allegations that you were paid by Mrs. Willis in cash, do you? No, sir. Not a single solitary one. Not a one. Willis confirms she reimbursed Wade in cash, explaining her father always advised her to keep six months cash on hand since she's a single woman. I don't know why this old black man feels like that, but he does. When we were growing up, my daddy had three safes in the house. So my father's bought me a lockbox, and I always keep cash in the house. Defense attorneys argue Willis only hired Wade, paying him more than $650,000 so far, so she could get a financial benefit from all those trips. 
They also challenged the timeline, calling Robin Yerdy, a former DA office staffer who considered herself a good friend of Willis. Yerdy resigned in lieu of being fired in 2022. She said she saw Willis and Wade kissing and hugging as far back as 2019. Trump attorney Steve Sadow pressed her. Are you certain that Ms. Willis told you about the romantic relationship with Mr. Wade prior to November 1st of 2021? Yes. Woo! 24 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Boy, Fonnie Willis came in with her pink dress on, and she had her fist balled up, and she was fired up and ready to go. Uh, the, the Fulton County DA was on the stand being peppered by not only Trump's attorneys, but the other dependents that she has charged in the RICO, in the RICO uh, 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 trial. Mr. Elias, uh, I have to admit, I was watching it all day. And, you know, when the one young lady came up and said that she had witnessed them, you know, uh, holding hands and kissing in 2019, you know, that, that's a direct conflict with, you know, uh, that contradicts what Fannie Willis, Fannie Willis and um, Mr. Wade had uh, submitted in a sworn affidavit to the court. But and then when, when Mr. Wade got on the stand, uh, he was he didn't he didn't testify very well. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, wow. But then she walked in because first she was trying to fight the subpoena, but then she was like, nope, I need to get down here and fix this. And she came in and she brought the noise. What say you about the testimony of the Fulton <laughs> County DA? My, my question is, what law did she break? What law did she break? This is all optics to me. This is, this is an optics thing. This is how this looks. This is, oh, it looks bad. Oh, it looks real bad. So uh, why do I care? Why do I care? It's an optics thing. It looks bad. It, it, that's all it is. It looks bad. You need a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, but, well. Give me a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. But give me No, no. I mean, but, well, because what we. Well, okay. Listen, like like you said, it is optics, right? I, you know, I have a famous saying: never put your D in your pocket. You know, I never hunt where I make my money. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not doing that because that can get very complicated. And but on the other hand, when you have those types of jobs, you're kind of isolated. You work long hours. It's only human nature that you know you may you know decide, hey, you know, she don't look bad. You know, and, and once again, your options are kind of limited. Because you, you Vanessa, you, you work in the same space. You work hours together. You know she's under constant security. You know she can't get out and go do things like normal people do. Sometimes we look at things through our lenses, but we don't realize when we're looking at it through another person's lenses. You know maybe the situation set it up where it looks. She's a woman. He's a man. You know I, I have needs. Uh, she has needs. At the end of the day. What better person to get down with is somebody that kind of lives in my world. So on one hand, I can kind of see how I developed. Other hand, like Mr. Elias said, you know, you're trying a former president of the United States. You're moving from house to house because of the death threats. You know all lies on you to borrow phrase from Tupac. So at the end of the day, you have to resist, resist temptation Deliver us from evil, 
But you can't be messing around with the guy that you hired. I mean, that's fraternization as well. Even though he doesn't technically work for the for the county as an employee, but come on. You you, you can't sit here and, and try to find a gray area when it comes to that. Well, he technically don't work for me. Yeah, yeah, but he works under you. He takes directors from your office. So you're technically his boss in an indirect way. Let's say you in regards to this whole thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was having a heart attack while she was on the stage. I was texting like crazy. Yep, I know. But then, we but got then I had a doctor. But then I had a doctor's appointment, so I missed about an hour and a half of it. But mm-hmm. I just don't understand why she didn't realize that all eyes is on her. Just for a minute, I'm going to step to the side. That is just like that. My home's boy daddy just got that DUI. Didn't he realize that our eyes was going to be on him? Anyway, let's get back over to girlfriend. People need to realize when all eyes are on them or in somebody in your family or that you are doing something of importance, you have to watch what it is that you're doing. So some people say that she did really good. I think you were one of those, Jay, that said that they think that she did really good. But at the beginning, I will honestly say she was coming out like the mad black woman. And when she got up on the stage, I'm like, oh, my God. She got her hands all on her hip when she walked up there. And But didn't y'all kind of feel like she wasn't going to go up there and testify? I think that she was going to, like, uh, ignore the subpoena or something. But then oh, yeah. she get up but when you get up there, that means that other people get to ask you questions. You don't get to just answer as you're trying to correct. Other people get to ask okay. you questions. I yeah. mean, is that not right? So they got to ask you have some deep questions. So, but I don't know. I just think that she just screwed up. I think she screwed up, but I don't think that they're going to pull the case or pull her off or pull her staff off because of that. I just think it makes her look really bad and kind of sleazy like a little bit. So I makes her look bad and sleazy. Wow, that's that that's those are strong words. Okay, so so let's kind well, of take I said let's take kind of bad. No, I said okay. kind of bad and kind, kind of bad of and kind of sleazy. Flucy, flucy. I'm sorry. Because you shouldn't sleep with your staff. Uh, oh, okay. Or somebody, uh, listen, or somebody that's doing something for you and you're getting you're paying them because didn't they start getting on her about a trip that they took? And did she give right. her half of the money back of the trip? And she said she did it right. in cash, and he said he put it on the credit card. I'm like, yeah, cash can't be traced, so, yeah, you can easily say that you paid cash. Well, if you're just going to get down onto a meal, I don't eat $100 worth of food. It's like, oh, come on, y'all. Uh, well, no, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa, no, whoa, hold whoa. on. Now, no, no, no. Let's kind of break down your points because you said some things I think we need to address. Like, for well, but just we the last thing you said. They were asking okay, about well, the well, let's, well, let's do it. Okay, so now I, I've gone to dinner. If you go to a high a high speed restaurant, you're gonna pay a hundred some dollars for, for for a meal. And she didn't say hers cost a hundred dollars. The total bill was a hundred plus dollars. I mean, that's you can go to look your favorite I didn't place, Papa Cito. Said that Jay, I just said they were questioning her about a hundred dollar meal. And she was well, saying, I didn't eat $100 worth of food. I didn't question if she did or if she didn't. I mean, okay, we went to well, Congress, I said spent $150. This one before of us. So, yeah, I mean, okay. I didn't say that, Jay. I'm saying okay, what they right, said well, to her I, I'm, and about 
Okay, our, okay, I misspoke. I'm sorry. I don't want to put words in your mouth. All right, so but let's kind of go back here because, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're absolutely correct. But here's the thing that when you say a man, black woman, because that's the tag that white folks have put on us. Because, she, yeah. listen, put it this way. Think about it. And this, once again, we're not looking at it through her lens. You know, depression is real. Uh, stress is real. The bottom line is that she has to move. We don't live that lifestyle. We can't, you know, like her father said when he testified, there's people outside of your house, you know, looking uh, just parked outside your house. You've got to have the cops. You know, you, your, your, your movement is restricted. That's a lot of pressure. You're getting death threats. You have kids. You're worried about your children at all times. You've got to focus on the case. But where are my babies? Oh, my God, I've got to have a protection detail of wherever I go. And now you have a person that's telling lies because according to her, she said that the first time they met at this conference, she is the other attorney, that they slept together. So she came out saying, look, you're damaging my reputation, and I'm not going to stand by and allow these lies to exist. So, yes, she got upset. Yes, she got emotional. I mean, I can't – I hear what you're saying, and, yeah, you're supposed to be but, disciplined, but, Mr. L.E.S., but come on. What's the difference between her and Brett Kavanaugh? Please tell me. He came Nothing. In, That's in a great house. point. Not a damn this thing. boy here. They, they did not say not one word to this cat about him coming in and saying, this is war and all this other stuff. He went into the Supreme as a Supreme Court justice screaming out. And when I say, he's an angry white man. this boy. Look at this man on his game. There's not one time they say he's an angry white man. What they do? And then you question people about money. Hell, I keep cash in my house. Because you don't never know if the credit card system is going to go down. So I keep cash in my house. I keep a certain amount of cash in my house in case I got to use cash. So stop you know, the match. This is yes. all bull. This is bull. Yeah, yeah. But this is bull. Think, it is what it is. But do y'all think she should have went on stage? I'm just asking, you know. I'm just asking. Yeah, do y'all I think, think so. That she should have went up there to defend herself. Or waited until it came out no. a little bit more. Which one do y'all think? No, 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 no. I, I think that she did it. Like I said, before she sat down, I was saying, "Oh my lord," because you have one person saying that this happened, and even though they try to push back on her credibility a little bit as her being quote unquote a disgruntled employee, uh, and then you had the one guy who didn't want to testify, who was Mr. Wade's attorney, and you know, it's like I'm always, I've always been. I've always been a component of, hey, look, if I'm telling the truth, I ain't got nothing to hide. So I'm going to come up and talk. This guy was hiding. The attorney was hiding behind client, you know, attorney-client privilege. Okay. And then you have Mr. Wade's testimony, which was was no. I'm like, man, they're going to pull this case. So when she but came in. I don't in, think that there's a friend's word over, or can they take? her friend's word over the two of them because I don't think they should. That could have been well, a friend who was just jealous and mad. True, true. And I think the judge is going to take all that in consideration. And the good thing about this situation or this case is, or this hearing, I should say, because like she said, she's not on trial. But the good thing about this hearing is that you have a person of sound mind and judgments that, that will make the final decision. So it's not like, you know, you have people sitting in the, you know, it's a 12-person jury, and people can be saying, oh, yeah. You know, so this guy will take in consideration all the facts and look at the law 
the way the law is supposed to be interpreted and make the right decision. And like most experts are saying, Mr. Elias, you know, uh, they have not yet proved how she benefited from that relationship. Mm-hmm. And what and what I like about her coming on, you know, once again, and you're right, Mr. Elias, there are a lot of African-Americans that keep cash on here. Matter of fact, I wish I'd have kept some cash on yes. my my credit card just got frauded, so now I, it's blocked. I'm like, damn. So, 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 but they're off. <laughs> and, and, her, and her father came on and said, hey, you know, I told my daughter. Now, let me tell you something. I will say this. This is well, I was, you know, this threw me back a little bit, Mr. Elias. When the father testi- testified and when the attorney asked, uh, you know, uh, were you prepped for this court appearance? Now, everyone knows that attorneys prep witnesses. That's true. And so I was like, okay. But then when he said, was your your daughter in the room? And then he was kind of, well, well I don't remember. Yeah, I think she may have been there. And I'm thinking, okay, how you don't remember this? You remember all this other stuff, but you don't remember if she was in the room or not. So now <laughs> – Okay. So now they may be saying, they, well, 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 no. And then they asked him, did he watch any of her testimony? So now let's play devil's advocate here, right? If 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 my child, if I watch my child on the stand, and, and I watch the whole thing, you know, and I'm not saying he's lying because I do believe him. One could say, hmm, you heard what she said, and you came and really, co- you know, you corroborated all everything that she had said on the stand. To a T, hmm. Because you had the because you had the ability to watch her testify. Right? I mean, I'm just saying. What What did he do wrong though? Please tell me. He did anything wrong. I, I just said that then, then, if then, you, I'm not, I'm not Miss Elliot. I'm not it's, saying it's, he did anything wrong. Go okay. ahead. No, go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. You go ahead. Go, no, 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 no. Go, go ahead with no, no, Vanessa, no, no. man. Go to Vanessa. Okay. Go to Vanessa. All right. All right. Oh, all right. That's fine. But, but, but I'm not saying that. Well, I'm not saying Vanessa that he did anything wrong, right? I'm not saying that he. Um, I just said if you're playing devil's advocate, because you know, once again, I try to look at things through a realistic lens, because I know that if I was on the other side of this. And the attorney said, "Yeah, well, I, you know, you know, Donald Trump was in the room uh, when, when, you know, when I was being prepped, and I watched the trial. People like me would be saying, ah, okay, so yeah, you heard what he said, and so yeah, you can collaborate it because you heard it. So I mean, is that too far fetched to, to think along those lines, or what?" No, because he could have changed his answer. Or we would be saying, if it was on the other foot, that they changed their answer because they heard what the other person said. So we're going to play devil's advocate. Then I would say that was not kosher if he really was in the room. But I didn't see that part. Was that when her daddy was up there talking? Her daddy testified the following day. So check this out. So she was supposed to get back on the stand the following day. But I, I, I thought I bet you the attorneys for the defense was like, no, we don't want no more of that. So we, 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 we're not gonna call her back to the stand. Right. So her father was brought on by her, mm-hmm. her, her team, and so he came. And like I said, listen for the record, because I know I get blamed for this, 
But as as the host, I have to look at it from all angles. And all I'm saying is I believe her and him. But I'm saying that, you know, when, when you're in the same room and, you know, it is true, attorneys do prep witnesses. But the do. fact that the possibility that she was in the room and the fact that he said, because he kind of paused and said, well, well, you know, she may have been there. I don't know. Maybe it maybe not. But come on. I mean, that was two days ago. The good thing about it, it was two days mm-hmm. ago versus, you know, it was before, according to him, before she took the stand. So, I don't know. Mr. Elliott, mm-hmm. do we have a call? Yeah, we have two calls. First, we got our brother Jerome that's with us. So, oh, okay. Jerome. We don't. Yeah, yeah, actually, we do. He's the smartest man in the world, Mr. Elias. Jerome, when you go, hey, man, this guy is not giving you your proper kudos. You need to slap him. <laughs> that, that is you, man. That's, that's what we have you there, bro. You, you, you bring us in. And take us home. That's how the show goes. So we good. Well, yeah, but he, he don't need it. Yes, he does. He needs an introduction. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Good morning to you, sir. Wow. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? That's like walking up to the walking up to the podium and says, "Oh, here's uh, here's Joe Biden. He, he doesn't need he doesn't need an introduction. Yes, he does. He's the president." Hey, hey, man. And, and Joe so Wall, like is, all the accolades. You don't even Jer- like that. Accolades. That is an introduction. Jer- Jerome is the speaker of the damn house. Yes, sir. <laughs> good morning. How are you? Yes, sir. Wow. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> all right. I'm doing well. Okay, we're going to extend this set a little bit because we're, we're up against it because we have some callers. We want to get to them. But I want to get your take on what's going on, Jerome, before we get to these callers. And callers, callers be patient with us. We'll get to you. You said we had two, so we'll, we'll get them in. But go ahead, Jerome, and give me your, your thoughts on this, man, before we get to these callers. Um, well, I, I didn't see her. I didn't see her father testify, but she did kill it when she went on there. And, it, sure and they did. were smart because – they they saw all of these you know clips of her and how everybody was correspond you know how yeah. everyone was was kind of elevating her from that because she was the, she was credible so she yeah. you know both of them was credible but she knocked it out of the park because yeah. especially when she said I'm not on trial because she wasn't yeah. on trial so she brought right. everybody back to reality from it being a drama to being like yeah. what, what, why are we here. Because y'all yeah. went on a date, y'all, you know, y'all went out. That, yeah. That's just stupid. There's no conflict. Of, there's no conflict of interest when you're on the same side. That's all yeah. that means. Right. right. So, and, and you brought up a good point with that, Jerome. Because guess what? You know, uh, it came out that two of the attorneys that's representing those other folks, they're married. So, I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> right. 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 So, so yeah. So. And I, I think what happens is that, you know, it, Republicans just generally, conservative people, will take you yeah. to court for anything. Okay. Because they do things just to get you on the record, even though there's no wrongdoing. And so right. the Im- implication that, that you went to court means that you're uh-huh. guilty is right. counter in, counter to the fact that Donald Trump got convicted of sexual assault. Yeah. He grabs mm-hmm. a woman by the crotch. His yep. wife is a mail-order bride, and um, 
she's she's a hooker. Like whatever that's called when you do whatever, right? Like, <laughs> this dude, man. <laughs> this guy is always going after Melania, man. Wow. Get her drone. No, no. Well, wait a minute, Jay. Don't say that like you're sorry for her. Seriously. It's a joke, because, man. A, get off right, here. Calm I, down, Coobries. It's a joke. Well, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, in, in comparison, we look at yeah. things that are egregious in society, and we act like they're normal, and we take something that was like, ooh, that feels like it could be wrong, and we act like mm. it's fact. So what? Yeah. So, no, so, I agree. You know, when you, when, yeah, and so when you look at that, you can you can see how people sensationalize things that they can't prove, but it just looks wrong. And then the person who actually does wrong, you're like, well, they ain't going to get punished anyway. Let's move on. Look at these right? boys He's, bringing the yeah. noise. Look at them. Yeah. Look at these guys. Mr. Yeah, Elias brought some noise this morning. And Jerome, as always, brings some noise. All right, Jerome, let me, let's, let's get a caller in here. Uh, Mr. Elias, who do we have? We have Tarhaka from Florida with us. Good morning, Tahaka. Welcome into the serious side. What say you? What's on your mind this morning? Well, I just uh, 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 welcome to be, uh, you know, <clears throat> be holding this conversation. I watched the trial from start to finish uh, with uh, with us and them. The part that I couldn't couldn't get over is uh, what was the big deal about our people having money in the house? <clears throat> I, I'll be right. saying the one years old in July. Uh, that's always been the case. In fact. Uh, I could never understand uh, why we would always wait uh, until we die to leave our children an inheritance. Uh, I went ahead and uh, uh, called mine over one by one and gave them all 60 pieces of silver, told them to keep their mouths shut because I want to get to you while I'm still above the ground in case somebody mess up. Daddy, you'll be right here in the street now because you've been violating me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what is the big deal? About uh, us having two, three, four, five, six thousand dollars, thirty thousand, twenty thousand in the house. What's so big about that? It seemed to me uh, uh, she was supposed to have some kind of record uh, to show them. She said, "I ain't got nothing to show you." And uh, as far as uh, all eyes being on her, I was always yeah. told by my granddaddy, "If you know somebody watching you, the least you can do is give them something to see." And I was always doing that way, and that's what I do to this day. That's anyway, right. that's, all, that's all I want to put up in there. Well, my brother, thank you, for look at. thank you for calling in. Thank you for calling in. Oh, my God. You know what? I love it. I mean, but see, it kind of goes back to, and the one thing, you didn't see her father's testimony, uh, Jerome, but her dad said, mm-hmm. he looked at the judge, and he says, you know, uh, uh, Judge, Your Honor, um, uh, give, give me a second. He said, forgive me for this. He said, but it's a black thing. It's a black thing, right? <laughs> it, 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 it's a black thing because you know, me, you know, I, he said, and he said, I got three or four safes in my house. I bought my daughter her first cash box. It's a black thing, so it's hard mm-hmm. for you it to. Is a black to thing. Well, it is. I mean, so, but it, it's like culture. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I mean, you know, Miss Elias, you know what I'm dealing with uh, legally with my situation, and you know, once again, what I said during that whole situation was. You know, you don't understand our culture. So it's hard for you to right. relate to what, what I'm saying because you don't live that life. You don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Black people had, you know, black people had, uh, um, you know, some, some reservations about putting their money in a white person's bank, right? Because look what had happened to them for, for years. 
So, yeah, you have reservations. And if you old school, exactly. If you're old school, that's the way you were taught to do business. Now, let's get the other caller in, Mr. Elias. Who else do we have? Go ahead, Jerome. Make your point before we bring him in. Whoever yeah, that was. Please, really quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I yeah. saying that. Yes, this is why black folks never have a good chance when they go to court. It's because if your jurors are not black, they don't understand yep. culturally what we do. Everybody in the black community knows that. So when when the white guy when one of the defendants laughed when she said that when they said, um, "Oh, I I always yep. I keep cash," and he laughed, and the judge yep. told him, you know. Told him to be quiet yeah. or whatever he said to him. It's because yeah. he didn't understand. And I listened to the radio. It was on NPR. Even yeah. the guys who was announcing or, or talking was acting like, oh, well, why she have money in the house? Even yeah. even NPR, really? who's supposed to be liberal. <laughs> white folks don't understand yeah. us culturally at all, and they don't like to admit that there are things that we do that is outside of their realm. But you're right, Jerome, but, he, but here's, see, in the twist, and that's why I said, going back to what Vanessa said earlier, I, I'm glad she came in and said what she said, because when you listen to him, it was like, oh, she gave me cash. And then it was like, well, did she? Nope. I mean, he just, there was no substance behind it. She came in, she, you know, this is why I gave him cash, because guess what? I have money on me. I've been taught to have money on me, so there's nothing for me to have X amount of dollars in my pocket. All right, let's get to the next caller, man, before because we, we got to get out of it. We are really going over. Who do we have this is our sister Momo B. Oh, you should just brought her in. She ain't no damn caller. Good morning, Momo. What's happening? And, and you know what? That's the best thing you said all year. I should have been brought in. I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, who is this? Who is that? Y'all put me on hold for so long. I, I don't know who to play with today. I don't know where to start. How about I say it like Uh-oh. that? Now, and Mr. Elias should know better. He's the one playing with me, and I don't know why. But here we go. I'm not talking to hear a response. I'm just talking. So, uh, oh. Jerome, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody knows I love Jerome. But, however, I think I'm getting ready to talk about the topic. I'm not. I'm just mad I was on hold for so <laughs> Yes. What did you say, Mr. Elias? 
I, I said, I apologize, you know, for keeping her on hold, but I always like to play with Momo B because she's my girl. Okay. Oh, wow. Keep playing. I like the way he did that. That was pretty good. Clean up on aisle five. All right, so listen, uh, it is Friday, It is February, and it's uh, and it's uh, the, it's Black History Month. And so this week, and all month long, actually, during Kavina time in four minutes or less, we are acknowledging the accomplishment of people who look just like us. And today, we're going to listen to quotes from famous African Americans. Now, there's one person here that I don't know why they included her ass, but I digress. It's Kavina time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We will be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like life, I'll rise. I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war, that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Soul has no color, no shape, no form. You have the power to change perception, to inspire and empower and to show people how to embrace their complications and see the flaws and the true beauty and strength that's inside all of us. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Change will not come if we wait for some other person, or if we wait for some other time, we are the ones we've been waiting for. For those who marched, and for those who prayed, and for those who sang and bled, and for those who believed, and for those who died, I stand as 10,000 to the 10th power. wouldn't do that. So why do you do this? Distracted driving kills an average of nine people and injures over a thousand every day in America. Put down your phone. Pend on it. Don't drive intoxicated. Don't drive intoxicated. A sobering message from AAA. 
online radio at its best. Let me just read a little bit from the summary from Judge Ngoron's decision, because I think it's worth uh, uh, just reading out loud. In order to borrow more and at lower rates, defendants submitted blatantly false financial data to the accountant, resulting in fraudulent financial statements. When confronted at trial with the statements, defendants' fact and expert witnesses simply denied reality. And defendants failed to accept responsibility or to impose internal controls to prevent future recurrences. As detailed herein, this court now finds defendants liable, continues the appointment of an independent monitor, orders the installation of an independent director of compliance, and limits defendants' right to conduct business in New York for a few years. Welcome back, 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. Now, I have a question for all you folks that are here. Matter of fact, I'm going to direct this question to Momo. We just heard uh, in four minutes or less something that you need to know. Now, there were a total of eight speakers during that segment. Momo, can you give me five of them? No, I was taking the poop. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, okay, so uh, wow. a New York judge uh, ordered, yeah, I am, ordered Donald Trump, <laughs> wow, ordered Donald Trump to pay damn near half a billion dollars in penalties. Uh, he can no longer do business in the state of New York for three years, I think it is. I think it's sons. Uh, it's two years for his sons. Um, Vanessa, let me yeah. let me start with you because you sent a text out, and that text had nothing but dollar signs and ching, ching, ching. <laughs> so I'm assuming that that meant that you were more than ecstatic uh, that this happened to him. He came out of the proceedings once again, you know, just – you know, slamming the judge, saying all kind of derogatory things. That pie hole of his underneath his nose is costing him money. And the more he talks, the more he's going to pay. Here's my question for you. How Uh-oh. much do you think this is going to affect his bottom line? Because he's not as rich as he says, says he is. But we're talking damn near, if you add everything up, we're talking damn near half a billion dollars. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. He got uh, some tennis shoes that are sold out for $399 a pair. People buying them. And he put some tennis shoes on auction with his signature for $9,000. They sold in Mm. minutes. And so I am sure he is going to come back out with some more of that stuff that's going to help him. And mm. y'all, my mind is kind of foggy this morning. What is that page when people done died and they want you to add money today? What's that page called? What's that account? Uh, uh, GoFundMe. They, they Go say, fund me. Mr. Haynes wanted to make sure that I come in here and tell y'all that they have a GoFundMe page that is getting way up into the dollars. Now, is it going to hurt him? Sure, it's going wow. to hurt him. He does mm. not have much money as he thinks. A lot of these buildings just have his name on them. That he doesn't get any money from those buildings. So yes, not it's anymore. going to hurt him. But let me tell you this: 
some of those cronies, honey, they're going to put up some millions for him. They are. They're going to put up some millions for him. That's right. They got people that is going to give Donald Trump money. They don't care what it costs. Them. You got the people that live. No, don't be sending Jay no nasty messages because this came out of my mouth. You got people that ain't got no teeth and live in a trailer, and they're going to be sending money. <laughs> I'm just saying. You are. <laughs> you are. So gonna hurt him but not as bad as it should hurt him because you got donors that's gonna send a million dollars each under the rug rug. he's gonna get millions under the rug and you know why i can tell you that jay you know the church i used to go to when he got in trouble with that deal that was going on with some other Mm -hmm. guys or whatever and ministers from all over houston loan him millions under the rug. So don't tell me that if a black pastor can't get eight, nine, ten million dollars, that Donald Trump can't get two hundred million. He gonna get he gonna get get quite a bit of that money. He's gonna get quite a bit of it, y'all. I just wish it would hurt him more than it's going to hurt him. I just I just wish it would have gotten him more. But he's gonna keep coming out with stuff that people can buy. They're going to buy hats, T-shirts, socks, tennis shoes, underwear, and everything you can think of that's got his picture, and people are going to buy it. Those little $10, $50, $3.99 add up. They add up. Yeah. And he got yeah, a money Oh, please. When yeah. I, no, you, 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 Hello? You're absolutely correct. They do add up. Go ahead, Momo. It sounds like you, you want to chime okay, in. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, Vanessa, but you were just getting me riled up because you're talking the truth. I don't know why y'all think anything. That's why he talks so much because he knows he can get the money. He don't have to have it in his bank account. He's going to raise it because people who support people like him going to give him money. And like you said, they don't have to have much, but they're going to give him something. And every little bit adds up. And that's why we always in the same position we in for years because people represent who they represent. Like, I represent a few people, and, you know, they need money. But that's neither here nor there. But, but when somebody is doing something wrong at that level, they got they got clout. They got supporters, and they're going to stay representing them. So he's not mad. That's why he keeps talking the crap he talks, because he know he ain't going to do nothing, going nowhere. He know. He know. I, I don't know why you're surprised he keeps talking crap. If I were him, and everybody knows how much I like to talk, I would be <laughs> still talking. I'm like, this man here, he's still talking. But it's all right. It's all right. He's going to get his sooner or later. I don't know when it's going to be. I think he should got it already. But it's going to be all right. I keep saying I'm that too, saying Momo. And Jay says, every time I say that, Momo, he's going to get his eventually, Jay says. But Vanessa, I want to be alive to see it. That's what Jay always says. <laughs> oh, well, that's right. I, yeah, I want to be alive. Jesus is going to deal with him. Now I need to see it. I want verifiable proof that Jesus is going <laughs> to deal with it. I want to see it. You know, Mr. Elias, uh, the ladies bring up excellent points when it comes to this man. And I just, for the life of me, you know, like Momo, <laughs> like, well, not, well, not like Vanessa said, there are people, man, 
that can barely pay for whatever, and they still going to dig in their pocket. And this guy, I just don't get it, man. And, and, and I go back to I still think that this is the Barack Obama effect that white folks were so shocked a certain a certain part of our uh, of our uh, of our electric of our company of our co- country were so shocked that a black man became president that they they got it in arms and I don't give a damn who listens and be upset I don't care because there's there's no other logical explanation as to why these people are following this man the way they are I don't understand it. I don't get it. He's been caught on tape saying that they're filthy people. He doesn't want to shake their hands. He's he, he, you know, evangelicals. We talk about it all the time. He doesn't talk about grabbing coochie. He slept with a, a porn star while he was married. And this guy, this is crazy, Mr. Elias. And they're going to still give him money. Isn't that like some type of an I'll ask this question to Jerome. So, when Jerome, this is just when it's your turn. Isn't there like some type of campaign of uh, finance bond? They got freaking uh, Edwards on some nonsense. This guy is using money that people are donating to his campaign, I guess, to get him out of legal trouble. So, Mr. Elias, you first, and then Jerome, I, I, please help me understand how can he do this legally? I just got two words to say, Jim Jones. It's a cult, man. Come on. Dude, it, it is a cult. Anytime you can follow somebody like this and, and, and not, uh, and, you know, I listen to him all the time on, on, on talk radio. And these cats are like, no matter what Trump does, they're going to protect them. But let somebody else step out of line, they're not going to say a word about it. Like, I, I heard the other day, listen to the radio, one guy was protecting when, when a guy came in and said, which is going to be in our next segment, that Putin, what Putin did to the, to the brother in jail, he didn't do it. Where's your proof? He said, where's your proof? He didn't do it. He had nothing to say. <laughs> but, you know, his, his character is, is, is that, that of which we'll, we will have to deal with because Trump has these people, and, and all I ever hear, I say this from the guy that used to work with, he says the things I don't want to say. I said, so you're a racist piece of uh, yourself, then, huh? Because that, that's what you want to say, because you know if you say it, I'll bust you in your mouth. They, 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 they wouldn't, they wouldn't say it in front of them. And they're just, these are cowards. He says what they they would love to say, but they're cowards. So did y'all hear they me? Say it. Hey, <laughs> Jay. What? Yes. Was I on no, mute the whole it? time I was saying that? Yeah. God dog it. Yep. Okay, let's make. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me make it real quick. Donald Trump has a clause at the bottom, or he had a clause at the bottom where you would make donations to him that said that they could use that money for other things other than for the campaign. So, no, he won't get in any trouble because he has that clause at the bottom. And that GoFundMe is probably personal. So if the GoFundMe is personal, that's not going to affect him either. Well, I know the GoFundMe is back in the why would it be in there? Why would it be in there? You need a GoFundMe page. That's one thing you gotta uh-huh. ask yourself. That why would a why would a billionaire need a GoFundMe page? It's not. It's, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Less if you got people stupid enough to give you their money and you keep your money. Why not? Uh uh-uh. uh That's more to me. I'm sorry. That's my point. 
That's my that's, that's my point. That's that's not to you got a billion dollars, why well, I'm giving you my money. Well, yep. my point is you got a billion dollars. My question is why am I giving you my money? You got a billion dollars. Spend your money, partner. He Donald Trump is against black people and any other minority. And so they mm-hmm. want to help a person that is doing that. They yep. want to feel like and they've been doing that for years. They've been doing that I don't know why years. y'all think this is I don't know why y'all think this is new. It's been happening. I know that's for years. right, Momo. That's right. It's been happening for years. They support them, and we lag on us. (laughs) They they support their people, and that's how it's supposed to be. So I'm not even mad at it. I just don't know why people are surprised. Yeah, well, I don't think we're surprised. I just think we're astonished. Well, I guess. sound like you're surprised. Well, it's just, you know, it's like, why? But, Jerome, man, okay, so Vanessa answered the question about the spine print. But once again, okay, you remember what happened to Edwards during the 2008 uh, presidential campaign? Uh, you know, it found it was found that he used money to to pay his mistress, and he was brought up on charges. I think he, I think they, I'm not sure. I can't remember whether he was found guilty or not. I think they, I knew he called. He dropped out of the race because of this. So I mean, so yeah, there may be fine print down there, but. I'm thinking that if it says, listen, you know, this money can be used for other things, I'm thinking other things within the constraints of a campaign. Is that not how it works? No, that's what yeah. you think. Okay. Well, how <laughs> that works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that money wrong? doesn't go directly to him. Yes, that money doesn't go to, directly to him. So I know we kind of think that that money is going directly to Donald Trump, but you have to set up because of campaign finances, because of the Supreme Court, that you can have um, PACs and political action committees and um, 50 they're not 501c3s, I can't think of the number, but you can have organizations that are funding, like, um, political campaigns, or they, it doesn't matter where they give their money. Now, if you, go, you can't give that money directly to Donald Trump, he will go to jail for that, which he should be in jail because... Michael Cohen went to jail for that payoff to Stormy Daniels, which Trump was named the number one whatever. Right. It was it was him. Yeah. They just never prosecuted for him. Defended number so one. Asked, yeah. Yeah, he was defended number one, and defended number two went to jail. But they never charged him. Garland never charged him with that. But that should be an easy right. case, and I think everybody knew that, that if Michael Cohen already went to jail and served his time, Defendant number one is also guilty because that's a campaign finance violation that they paid her off with. He hid the money. He paid her off. In this case, Trump's family is trying to take over the RNC with with, um, his daughter-in-law because they need the money over there. So Trump, the way this works is that that 400 and something million dollars that he's going to pay has to come from him. Now, right. the way that works in New York State, what the ruling was, is that he can't mm-hmm. borrow against a bank. He can't borrow and get that money from anybody who does business or who is licensed to do business in New York State. So mm-hmm. when you get money, you have to transfer it from one place to another. But if you do business in New York State as an institution, you can't even loan him money. So right. can't that's he get it from Florida, Jerome? Can't he put up no. Mar-a-Lago or whatever the name of that place is? Can't he put that place up and get money to help him pay for it? Because they're in Florida. Right. 
Right. So what they did in New York State, the judge, they they really, you know, tightened down on him. So he has somebody who oversees all of his assets in New York. And so if you do a transaction like that, that has to be approved by the people in New York State to even sell property to do something in New York State. So he is in a really, real bad spot because he can't receive that money directly because all of his property and his entities are tied up through someone else who is running it on his behalf. And then... Okay, so uh, I'm so glad you on the show this morning. So, Jerome, so if, what made them come up with three years? Why wasn't it longer than three years? To me, three years wasn't long enough. Where did they get that number from? Yeah, you know, that was really, that was really short. But the problem with this is that since he can't do any business for three years, when he comes back after three years, he'll be totally still restricted on what he can do in New York State. So he may not so, – so his businesses can run without nobody in his family running them. Or because of the settlements and the judgments that he has, if the time comes that he has to sell off, and the only building he really owns in New York City is Trump Towers, like that's the only one he owns outright. Right, with no bank, no liens, and he owns Trump Towers. But the problem is, is that if that conservator, if the person who was overseeing his finances over the three three years liquidated, he will have nothing in New York State by the time his three years is up. Because he's going to have to pay off. What happens is that that judgment at four hundred million dollars. Do you know you have to put collateral down? So you don't get to say, "Oh, I'm just going to appeal this." He might have to put in like two hundred fifty million dollars while he's appealing. So you don't get why to be so like, much? "Oh, let me." Why so much? Why would he have to put out two hundred and fifty? Oh, you State. said million. I'm sorry, I was thinking billion. You said million. Okay. okay. Million. Which is yeah. half. Which is half. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so Ooh. so this going to tie up all of that money anyway, and then he's going to still probably have to take liens against his own building which the banks in New York State that's regulated, the big banks or the small ones, because um, that's why New York State has always, with the stock exchange, been the you know, capital, financial capital, right? If you deal with somebody who's going to loan you money, who has business in New York State, you can't take the money. So he's going to have to go to some other billionaire. Whoever is going to do it is going to lose their shirt, though. So there's going to be people who are going to realize by the time we hit maybe Junis that he, there's no way in hell he can win. And that's going to be a waste of money. The momentum won't even be there. He's going to be the only candidate on the Republican side, but they're going to be scrambling to pick one at their national convention. So if I was on the Republican side and I wanted to be president, I would just be lobbying to be nominated at the convention. I wouldn't even go through the primaries. It's extraordinary, and it just just doesn't, you know, it's never what been is done. What state, Jerome? I'm asking some questions because I kind of been out of the loop a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm sure the audience would like to know some of these answers too. So, what is this March date that's coming up? Is that the date that they said wasn't come up in March that it would be after time for him to be able to run? What is this March date I heard about last night? Well, on, on the political side, or for court. Yes, that's a court date. So the federal judge set a date that the Trump folks have been trying to move, and 
it, it has nothing to do with his other cases. So what they're trying to do is tie all of those cases together, and they're saying we can't be prepared in March. But that March date was set um, a couple of months ago, and barring any um, appeals, that March date was, was etched in stone. So Trump tried to appeal, his attorneys tried to appeal to the judge um, to move that date, and I guess they thought they were going to be successful. So when he said March, and now it's February, they're saying you knew this two months ago that it was in March, right? So you can't say now we just found out about it. They knew a couple of months ago that that date was coming in March, and he was just deciding whether they were going to keep the March date or not, depending on which jurisdiction went first. And now that you tied up Fonnie Willis, now that you have this case over in New York State, your March date for D.C. from the Federal Circuit is saying nope. You're done with those two. You can't even use those two right now because those um, um, Letitia James is done, and um, you're tying up the one in Georgia. So Fed said we're going first, and they're going in March. So everybody's pissed now because they're like, oh, it's not fair. They just announced that. Nope, they announced it two months ago. That's That's their arrogance for believing that they can manipulate the system so much. They're trying, though. They're trying their best to manipulate it. Yeah, they are. They're trying their best. All right, folks. Wow, what a show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We're gonna step out, take a break. More to come. Don't you go anywhere. It's the serious side of a beautiful, beautiful Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Walk away. 
Oh, hi. I suppose you're wondering what an A-list celebrity like me is doing in a place like this. You must know, I'm saving the world. Oh, hi, Beth. Yep, saving the world again. <laughs> Did you know that 40% of all the food produced in the United States is thrown away? That means everything that went into that food, the pesticides, the water, the land, was all for nothing. Just look at this perfectly good food thrown in the trash. The pizza with extra Cheerios. These goldfish and Band-Aid tacos. And just look at this perfect trash burger. This pasta dog looks delicious. You don't have to dumpster dive like Ed Begley Jr. to save the planet. Fight food waste by shopping smart and using what you buy before it gets trashed. That's way better. Ooh, arugula. Do your part and find out other world-saving tips at betterthaned.org. Online radio at its best. Russian police have detained dozens of supporters of the opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who died suddenly in a remote penal camp. Navalny's close allies have confirmed his death, but say the authorities are refusing to release his body. With many questions still not resolved, many world leaders, campaigners and Navalny's family are all pointing the finger at Russia's president, Vladimir Putin. In the Arctic darkness, Alexei Navalny's mother, Ludmila, is trying to find her son's body. She came to the remote prison where he died, only to be told his body had already been sent to the regional capital. Navalny's mother says the last time she saw him was in the prison on Monday. He was cheerful and full of energy, and despite all the hardship, didn't look like someone who was about to die. With the lack of transparency around what caused Navalny's sudden death, his allies want the authorities to release his body immediately. And they have another message. Putin killed him. The whole world knows that it was the Russian president who personally gave this order, just as it knows that Alexei was never afraid of him, never stayed silent. We must not give up. This is what Alexei himself called on us to do. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. It is the serious side. Right here on a beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you guys for being a part of it. You heard the news. Uh, uh, Mr. Navalny, was, he died uh, while he was in Russian custody. According to Russian authorities, he, was, he took a walk, he came back, he fell ill, and he died. Now, this is a man that they've tried to kill on numerous occasions, and so they were finally successful. Um, and this is the same government and man that... One of our, one of the leaders, one of the leading vote getters, on one on one of the main political parties here in the United States of America, is saying that this guy can do what the hell he wants to do. This is just a further illustration drawn as to why Donald Trump can't win the election. I mean, this guy, uh, Alexei Navalny, once again, uh, fought Putin. He went back to Russia. You talk about courage. He was gone. He went back to face this man, and as soon as he got there, he was arrested. And now Putin is given the order to kill him. Man, good gracious of life, man. What say you in regards to this, this tragic situation? Wow. You know, um, who was the Shogi guy in um Yeah, in the Saudi Washington Arabia. Post. Uh, yeah, Washington chopped him up. We watched nations. Um, Israel killed, um, I forgot that guy's name, um, who was walking down the street in another country. The government went and killed somebody. Now Russia kills one of their own citizens. I can tell you this, is that 
we are numb to nations killing their own people, right? We watch this happen, and nobody is saying anything, and we still, like, have half the – I shouldn't say half the country because that's a, that's what the Republicans usually use. Like, we're divided half the country. That's never been true because you can poll and figure out half the country never – we don't split around anything half, 50-50, right? And right. what happens is that we have folks who are manipulating – um, us one way or another to like um, a totalitarian system, whether it's Erdogan in, in Turkey or whatever, we're starting to admire them like they admire Hitler, like Trump's saying, I'm going to get rid of the Constitution, and nobody's even batting an eye, right? The media is not blowing that up, that what he wants to do is he wants to change the nature of how we do doing business and go after his political enemies in public. They go after their political enemies anyway, but he wants to actually come out in public. That's what that's what Putin did. He killed them. He they jail people who are running against them. They do this in other countries. In this country we're starting to accept that as, hey, that's just what they do. So wow. I don't know what to say about him and I know his wife is on a mission and um hopefully nothing happens to her but like I said, Israel has poisoned people in public, just being in being in France and other places, that when they're chasing people, the Mossad, when they're chasing people down, they just go flat out and kill them. And these are state-sponsored um, um, infringing on individual rights. So as the United States, what are we doing? That's why outside of the United States, other nations look at us like we're crazy. You're selling something, yeah. and you're supporting the people who are doing wrong all over this planet, but y'all act like we should be fair, you know? And so I don't know what to say. I, I just think that it's kind of a reality. I can fake that I'm outraged in all of this other stuff, but we are actually, that's seeping into our, our psyche as a society. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's new. I mean, I don't think it's anything that, um, that has not been going on. If you right. know who Professor James Smalls is, he talked about that. He's like, there's, there's never been um, uh, a civilization that that uh, um, that runs um, fairness. The Greek civilization wasn't like that. They were a perpetual war. France was like that. The Romans were like that. That is kind of what we are. They're violent and crazy. So hmm. they'll take you off the playing field if you're not playing inside a game that there's a consensus to keep power. That's how power works. It only protects itself. So Putin is protecting wow. himself by killing anybody who runs against him. Wow. I mean, uh, you've been well said. Um, you know, Vanessa, we talk about America. And, and, and listen, we have our flaws. There's no doubt about that. I mean, from racially motivated killings, you know, we just talked about uh, earlier in the show uh, in the mashup where, you know, it looks like two juveniles were uh, involved with the shooting in Kansas City. So, you know, this country is not perfect by no stretch of the imagination. But there's a part of us that has to say, you know what, thank goodness we do live in this country. Because, you know, imagine if the president, and this, you know, think about what, what, what Trump said when they were talking about when he was trying to get this immunity case through. So they're saying, wait a minute, so you can kill one of your political opponents and while you're president, you, you're immune? Well, yeah, that's the cost of doing business. 
So we don't live in a country where that's allowed. But to Jerome's point, you know, it's we're not there, but it's like we're taking baby steps in that direction with some of the nonsense that we hear from members of Congress and, and from a person who's trying to be president of the United States. Uh, what's, what's on your mind? Talking to me? Well, did you call my uh, name? Yeah, your yeah, your name is Vanessa. Yes, ma'am. I'm so sorry. I'm you know. Um, I understand. Hold on, I'm getting this. Okay, so I I I don't think that the United States is going to adopt any of this mess that they're doing over there. I do think that they're it's becoming part of the norm because it is so much right. crime and stuff that is going on. But I'm not going to say that we're just going to lay down and accept it like they do over there because they have no real right to say what they think about stuff going on like that. Because if they do, even the media over there have to watch what they say. And in Russia, if I'm not mistaken, in Russia, doesn't Putin have complete control of what is being put out in the news? Am I not right when uh, I say that? He's a dictator. Absolutely. Yeah. Russian and state, then, yeah, and Russian state per- media, yeah. Didn't the person who is running uh, or trying to run now say that he wanted to be dictator for a day? Can you imagine what he would do if he was dictator for a day? Oh, my Lord. So I just think that people need to to think uh, about what might happen if this man gets in office. But right now I think people are looking at the stock market and they're being grateful. So I don't know. Well, he's not in office and now, so what difference does it make? And, and I do feel sorry for the widow of that man. Because if she tries to get that, they're trying to get that body back over here. I mean, get that body back to the wife. But can you imagine what might happen to her if she keeps yeah. pushing against Putin? It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a level of courage that a lot of people can say that they would do, but unless you're in that situation, Momo, you don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like Vanessa just said, and his mother. Uh, Navalny's mother, um, you know, same thing. Uh, You know, they're speaking out against this dictator, this tyrant, this murderer. And, you know, it's just a matter of time that, you know, their their expiration dates will be up because this man feels that he has the ability to kill his opponents. He's just a a ruthless murderer, and um, that's on the world stage. Your thoughts, please. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> and I, I'm laughing, but it's not really funny. But there's a lot of ruthless murderers running down here. I know a few. So what I'm saying by that is you can't just – people how, – how can I word this on a Sunday? People, people believe what they believe. They was raised how they was raised. Some people was raised to be murderers, and some people – became that because they want to keep money or earn money or uh, do, you know what I'm saying? There's different roads to the same avenue. So, but I do know, I know that for a fact. Like I said, I know a few. But my thing is, you don't have to follow them. My problem is with the followers. Why do you want to follow somebody you know is killing people for no reason? There's no reason to kill people. No, I know a few people I want to kill, but I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, 
But you know the thing is, Mr. Elias, and, and you know, like, you know, a few minutes, a few few minutes that we have left in this segment. You know, it's, Why are you it's state the run. Real quick? I still got to well, say. because we are on a time frame, Momo. You you've been doing this long enough to know this. Stop it. So so, Mr. Elias, real quick before we wrap this segment up. Um, you know, the bottom line is is that when you look at you live in a in a world where everything outside influence is blocked out. You don't know what you're doing because you're being fed a certain narrative all the time. Russian people don't have – they don't listen to the stuff that we listen to. Everything that they get here, Internet-wise, whatever, is fed to them by the Russian uh, government. So, you know, I mean, in a way, we talk about these people, but listen, if you don't know what's happening, you don't know what you don't know, right? Well, you know, some look at Fox News. And I, I'll, I'll leave it there. But, hey, man, I, I'm a strong believer that what my Angelou said is the best thing. If somebody tells you who they are, you believe them. Believe them. This dude, I mean, he killed this, he killed this guy because he spoke yeah. out against him. That's what's mm-hmm. coming to this country as well. Yeah. The Republican Party is playing chess on checkers, man. They are telling you what they're going to do. They are, they're, they're, they're telegraphing and they're telling you exactly what they're going to do. And people are like, oh, he, he can't do that. We got the Constitution in place. Well, guess what he's trying to do? Write it. He write it. If, if you think it was hell getting him out of office the last time, wait until this time. And, and he can't run again. And guess what he wants to, he want to, want to do? Change the Constitution. And how many of them cowards do you think will stand up to him and say, you can't do it? Fall right in line and kiss his ass. Wow. You know what? So, Mr. Elias, what do you always say at the end of the show? You're conscious, man. You got to vote. If you don't have a voice, if you don't have a vote, you don't have a voice. There you go. Be the end of the segment. We'll be right back after this. So much love to give 
Nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. It is the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. Of course, I'm Jay Ryan. It's time to say good morning to your favorite radio family. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Macinelli. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Happy Sunday, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Haven't been here in a minute, so I miss y'all. Miss you, too. Our uh, sister uh, is in the house as well, hanging out with us for the show. Momo Beezy and the Easy. What's going on, Momo Beezy? No, nothing. Trying to survive. And it was my birthday on February 10th, and I want to take a a people poll on how many of y'all called me. Oh. All righty. Good morning to you, too, Momo. I definitely, uh, I definitely reached out. Miss Elias, get your nose out of her booty, man. Stop it. Uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Jerome Spree. That's why I called it. Sir, yeah, I see. I'm in here. Dis- disruption, right. as always. Thank you, yeah. It ain't a party. <laughs> uh, ain't no party like a Momo B party, because a Momo B party don't Momo stop. Miss Elias. Yeah, guys. Mr. Elias, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. Elias. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And good morning, Nessa. 
Ah, good morning. They should have said, ah, good morning, Momo B. Ah, good morning, Kathleen. Ah, good morning, Will Jay. Ah, good morning, Larry in the Music. And Larry in the Music, that first one, that first song we played was called It's All Right, and it's by our brother uh, Jay King and Club Nouveau. And the last song was called Love to Give, and it's by Lucky Witherspoon. And good morning, my brother Hawkins. Good morning, bro- good morning my brother Jerome. Still, yes, uh-huh. man. Can we say hello to some folks in the chat room, if you don't mind? We got uh, Tahaka that was in the engine chat room and Kovina man that's in there with us. My boy Kovina. Love that guy. I uh, want to say what's up to the pastor. What's happening to you? want to say what's up to Renee. want to say what's up to Curtis. That's my step pop's name, man. What's up, bro? How you doing? Uh, Robert, uh, Gail, uh, man, Christina, just a lot of folks listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of what we do on a regular. We appreciate you more than you ever know. Tell a friend about us. We were, you know, I was listening to, uh, you know, because I, I drive to, you know, Dallas uh, during the week and, uh, you know, one of the things I do is I always re-listen to this show. So be safe, Jay, because I'm talking to myself because I'm going to be listening to this uh, in a couple of days. Uh, but also, uh, every now and then I go back and I listen to an episode of the old Jay Ryle show. You know, we were Nightcap, Miss Delias, before Nightcap, before Club Shay Shay. And so, uh, you know, I tell you what, do yourself a favor. If you haven't listened to any of the Jay Ryle show, if you only know us, for the serious side, get on the Google machine, type in the J. Ryle show, go back, grab some more episodes. I promise you that it will make your soul laugh. It is funny. It is hilarious. And uh, you think this person, Momo Beasy, because, you know, every now and then she's in here. But trust me, you can get all, you can get like five years worth of her ass. Just go back and listen and you can do it yourself. <laughs> off. It's, it's hilarious radio. All right, we have one more topic to get into. Let's go ahead and get it done. Last night, we brought you the story of the wildly embarrassing bombshell that has blown up a right-wing case against President Joe Biden and his sole surviving son. The special counsel investigating the Bidens, Trump appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss, has now indicted his own key informant for lying. 43-year-old Alexander Smirnov was arrested Wednesday and charged on two counts for feeding the FBI false information. Smirnov's allegation that Joe and Hunter Biden received $5 million bribes from a Ukrainian company has always been manifestly absurd. And yet, it was the central point of the Republican argument for President Biden's impeachment. Republican politicians and the right-wing media relied on this discredited informant to make their case over and over and over again. A veteran FBI informant alleging both the president and Hunter Biden each took $5 million in bribes. The details come from an FBI informant who is very trusted. A highly reliable informant that has always checked out all the information he's ever given us has checked out. We uh, have determined that whistleblower is extremely credible. This is a very crucial piece of our investigation. A confidential human source that had been reliable previously to the FBI. A confidential informant that they had on the payroll documented allegations of bribery from a trusted FBI confidential human source has now finally been released. Now its contents are devastating. Trusted. So trusted. So reliable. Highly credible. In fact, in just one year, Sean Hannity, that guy you just saw there, promoted the bogus claims of that so-called trusted informant no less than 85 times on his show. 28 of those segments were Hannity monologues, long ones, on the topic. 
And of course, it was a joint effort between Fox News and elected Republicans like Texas podcaster Ted Cruz, who talked about it ad nauseum on his thrice weekly program called The Big Cushy Chair, whatever it is. So you might think, given the fact that their entire case just fell apart in the most public and embarrassing way imaginable, that at least some of these people would feel they had to address it. Say if you're a Fox News broadcaster who'd been repeating what you now know to be a lie to your audience for months. No, of course, they didn't even mention it. As of last night, at least. Fox News, take a look at what they were talking about last night when the story broke on Fox News. Welcome to Hannity, and today was an unmitigated disaster for Fulton County DA, Fawny Willis. Fanny lines blurred, allowing a county DA to bring charges against a former U.S. president is absurd and destructive. Fanny and the lover boy in the hot seat. The Trump-Georgia case falls apart. But remember, this isn't a Fannie and Loverboy scandal. It's a Biden scandal. We also have to remember that Joe Biden at this point is essentially a vegetable. And another knock on Joe Biden's leaky bucket of a brain. Obama and the CIA caught cooking the books. Brand new bombshells. Just the usual charming content across all of Fox News primetime last night during this big story. There were zero mentions of their favorite FBI informant. Zero. <laughs> all right. So uh, what an embarrassment for uh, the GOP once again. Uh, they are like the clown car uh, that you see at the circus. Their main informant was arrested by their Trump-appointed special counsel for lying. That was the basis of their Hunter Biden slash President Biden's impeachment. You know, I mean, we're really up against, we have a few minutes, man. Listen, I'm going to give everybody about 10 seconds to respond. Jerome, man, give me your best shot. <laughs> it's crazy, uh, you know man. Fox News is not news, and I don't know why anybody keeps listening to their lying behind when they know that they are telling lies. So this shouldn't be a surprise mm. to nobody. But now we went through this whole Hunter Biden thing, and now they know it's made up. Went through it for four years. Before he ran, they were trying to make him ineligible to run, and they made this stuff up, and everybody fell for it. We even talked about it on the show like we were crazy. Everybody you know, fell so, for it. Well, I did so, Well, I know you did. But, but <laughs> listen, let me go to you, uh, Momo, once again. They bring a person up that they think that is going to really do the damn thing, and this guy is a liar. Your thoughts, please. People, people, I, I, I said this once, and I'm going to say it twice and three and four more times. People, I think, no, I don't think I know. People just want <laughs> something to believe in. They've been saying they've been doing this for years. They want something to believe in, and whatever it is, they just gonna follow it. I I remember when my daughter was going to school, I used to say, "Learn something new every day." She would come home from school. I said, "Do you learn something new?" She'd be like, "Nope." I'm like, "What? You got to, look? Even if you don't, you sit in school for six or seven hours. If you're not learning nothing new, then you're just wasting your time." You don't have to learn yeah. it from the teacher. You know, you can learn it from the kids. But, you know, but whatever. Just learn something new. Just come home every day with something yeah. new. 
I'll be so yeah. I feel that everybody, I, I still do that to this day when I learn yep. something that I didn't know. There I you go. It. And that's what we try to do. We always trying to teach you something that you didn't know. Think you've come a long way, Momo Beasy. Go back and listen to some of these shows. You know why we're so proud of her. All right, I, Vanessa, know, I, I, listen, uh, I, I listen to you every Sunday. So what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know you do. And I, I learn you know. a lot. All right. I know you do. All right, All right <laughs> Vanessa, real quick, uh, your thoughts on this whole thing? I think that if you say that, people might want to try to believe it. They don't have any evidence, any proof, but they just keep saying it and saying it and talking about it and saying it and talking about it. Eventually, mm-hmm. there will be a few people that are going to believe what it is that they're hearing. So, you know what? If, if people just – Donald Trump is giving them something else to talk about, honey. They need to stop talking about Anna, and he needs to worry about himself. So that's what I got to say about that. You say it enough, okay. they'll believe it, but I'm not one of them people. I know that's right. The minute gets the first and last word, Mr. Elias, man, 20 seconds. Uh, we talk about state-run media. You know, Jerome brought up Fox, man. Give me your thoughts on the story real quick. It was just sickening. And you knew doggone well that they wasn't going to retract anything. When is, when is uh, the fake news station ever retracting anything? So it's a waste of time. Yeah, they haven't learned anything from that voting uh, machine situation. They're just ridiculous. All right, step out real quick. We'll be right back. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands. But because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Prominent rights group OBD Info says more than 400 people have been detained in Russia while paying tribute to the late opposition leader Alexei Navalny. The group says people were detained in more than a dozen cities. Allies of Navalny confirmed that he died Friday at a remote penal colony in the Arctic. The circumstances remain unclear. A hit song written and performed by Tracy Chapman is once again on the Billboard Top 100 for the first time in almost 40 years. NPR's Netta Ulibi reports Chapman's original version of Fast Car first came out in 1988. The song's renewed popularity comes, of course, in the wake of the performance at the Grammys with Chapman and country singer Luke Combs. His cover of Fast Car last year brought in a new generation of fans. Since the Grammys on February 4th, radio play of Chapman's song has gone up nearly 70%, and it's been streamed at least 6 million times. Her song also hit number one on the Billboard chart tracking digital song sales. Netta Ulibi, NPR News. Another atmospheric river storm set to soak California this week. High winds, heavy rain returning to a state that's recovering from back-to-back storms that led to dangerous mudslides in Southern California less than two weeks ago. On the East Coast, rain in Florida could lead organizers to postpone today's Daytona 500 and NASCAR season opener. This is NPR News. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from MD Anderson Cancer Center, again named number one in the nation for cancer care by U.S. News and World Report's best hospital rankings. Choose the nation's leader first. Learn more at mdanderson.org. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org. 
All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our caller number. It is time for a past the Steve state your case, where we listen or read comments from our world famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have? I got two. I got uh, Tahaka and Kavina, man. Tahaka okay. said she didn't care about the eye being on her. She told a story to the enemy, and then he said, "My grandfather always told me, if you if you know someone's watching." She at least give them something to see. Then Kavina Man chimed in and said, everyone, said, I always keep $300 cash in, in my safe. And then um, Tahaka said, good job, bro. Next move is to get silver and gold in, in your safe. All right, there we go. Pastor Steve says, peace and blessings, family. Very informative show this morning. A few points. Uh, Fonnie Willis, Jay was right in his assessment. Had she not taken a stand, I would have been skeptical of that situation. Jerome, I want to thank you for comments for your comments on the death of Alexandris uh, Navane. Excellent points as always. Pamela from Gary, Indiana. She said, "Hey Jay, hey Les, two one nine in the house. I'm so proud of the two of you for doing the damn thing. Do you know who that? I don't even know who that is. Yeah. But thanks, Pam." You know what it is? <laughs> thank you, Pam. I appreciate you, baby. No, I don't, but thank you, baby. Oh, wow. Appreciate you. Okay. It sounds like we should you know who that is. Okay, I'm said that part. You're, you'll be doing the most. Thank you. You should have left that whole thank last you. sentence out. Yeah, you're probably right. No, yeah, you're, you're probably be- right. <laughs> I feel horrible Okay last one Blake from Indianapolis Indiana Your question about the famous quotes Martin Luther King Malcolm X my, Okay look Blake stop You had a chance to go and look the stuff up So you got five out of You got six out of the seven right? But you forgot one And the one was Beyonce now, I don't know why they quoted her, but she was oh, in there, too. But, 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 but Blake, you know what? Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give you an E for effort for uh, at least playing the game. Thank yeah, you thanks for, for playing listening. the game. I got something to say. Uh, you can say it during hey, your final thoughts. No, no, okay, no. Okay, well, yeah. Oh. yeah well, you got to say it during your final thoughts, Momo B. Calm down. Say it during your final thoughts because we have to go to our final thoughts. I want to say it now. Yeah, well, you can say it when it's your turn. Here we go. Online radio at its best. All right, folks. <laughs> You're getting a taste of why the J. Ross show was so popular. And, and just go back and listen. So, uh, uh, just some, a note here, real quick, programming note. If you want to hear on a need-to-know basis, you're going to have to call in, 347-850-1272, and listen to that show live. Or you can wait. For about an hour and a half, you can listen to it in the comforts of wherever you listen to this show. And on that note, it's time for our final thoughts. Momo Beezy in the Heezy. Two minutes, final thoughts. Okay, thank you. I, I, I didn't just, I call every week. I listen every week. And I didn't just call y'all to riff about my birthday shout outs that I didn't get. I called because I wanted to see who was going to talk about the Bob Marley movie that just came out. And I didn't hear nothing about Bob Marley, and I think I'm a little upset. Oh, okay. Thank you. Is that it, Momo B? That's it. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Uh, God bless you, too. And uh, That man we'll did a lot, and nobody gave him credit. Y'all want to talk about Donald Trump and all these people. Y'all should at least mention him. And I was waiting patiently to see if you would. That's well, why that's you be playing what you too did. Much. 
Thank you so much. Huh? God bless you, Momo. You did it. Thank you. You did it. You did it on the show. You did it. Thank you. Whatever. Thank you. God bless. All right, and happy birthday. All right, um, <laughs> Jerome, man, final thought. Hey, you know, I just want to kind of um, cover a little bit of, just a little bit of what was going on with um, Fonnie Willis. You know, I keep thinking that if we don't get smarter and stop getting sidetracked by salacious um, stuff, it, she didn't break the law. There is nothing that hindered her prosecuting um, Trump or any of those fools. But the trick is, is that when they get prosecuted, they start saying stuff like you didn't take out the trash or your neighbor don't like you. And uh, we fall for that. That fool needs point. to go to jail. And stay yes. on task and stay on topic. So that's all I got. Good stuff. And I can't wait to talk to you here in a few minutes. Uh, can't wait. Good stuff, man. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the East to the S, Mr. L. S. Man, final thoughts. Oh, man, look, get out and vote. And and, and like Rob Marley always say, don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. Get your thing together. And get yourself together and, and don't and, and vote because if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, my final thoughts are just real quick. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for putting up with us. Uh, you know, we really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about trying to give you information that we think that you need to know. You may not agree with everything we say, and that's okay. You know, once again, that's why Baskin and Robbins has 33 different flavors. All we ask that you come in with an open mind and be willing to accept uh, another uh, voice. Be willing to accept and listen to people who don't have an agenda. We don't have an agenda. We don't, we don't have lobbyists. We don't have any of those people uh, that's in our camp. We're just trying to give you the information that you need to make the right decisions. And at the end of the day, and tell you the truth. And whether you accept the truth or not, that's on you. But what we're going to do every Sunday, as long as I'm leading the damn banner, we're going to tell the truth, and you're going to either be in or you're going to be out. And on that note, Mr. Elliott, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? Time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. And once again, if you want to hear the next segment, call in 347-850-1272. So for Vanessa, for, for Momo Beasley, for my boy Jerome, and for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rousey. And have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Rousey Show. What's the real deal? Love you. We'll see you next week. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly to the flag of the United States of America. Folks, you know what time it is. It is time for On a Need to Know Basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. Jerome, man, what is on the agenda for today's broadcast? You know what? And in light of what Momo B said, I did know that Bob Marley movie brought people's back, people back to the theaters in record numbers. And so mm-hmm. their numbers are off the chart, but they haven't calculated the weekend numbers for that movie yet. But I think it's going to, it's big. 
and it's big, like to the theater. Not be. bootleg, not not you know, people getting their jailbroken fire sticks or nothing. Like they <laughs> actually went out to the movies for this one. And, and that's again, yeah, that's why I'm surprised we didn't talk about it. Yeah, it's, the, Hollywood does not learn its lesson, even with Black Panther, right? When it made a billion dollars, they killed that man in the next movie. Like, they don't learn their lesson for Black Dollars. <laughs> but you know what? I, I just want to shout that out. Um, as You know, not just because you brought it up, Momo, but I actually had that on my on my list because Black History, what happens is that we don't like to reflect mm-hmm the contributions that black people had to society. So this moment from the Bob Marley movie will be a tipping point for moviegoers because they actually brought more people back to the movies than they did prior to COVID. The Bob mm-hmm. Marley. This is the first time I've been to the movies prior to COVID. I don't go to these places instead of amongst people yeah, with you, germs. <laughs> you and a lot of people. That, that's why. That's why it's breaking... Breaking those movies. Now, I don't know how much it's going to make. It probably will make a ton internationally, though. So, you know, because the United States acts a little funny. But mm. internationally, I think that movie is going to be um, really good. And, you know, usually since it's Black History Month, you know, we start off normally just giving us some black history information. But it, this is kind of almost a uh, women side of it. But, you know, a black woman invi- invented touch tones and color ID and Dr. Gladys West invited, invented the GPS technology so when you Google there was a black woman who created that a NASA physicist um, Valerie Thomas oh, I didn't even know that. The, 3D, the 3D movie the reason that we have our you know uh, we have a, what's called the most the um, Museum of um, Science and Technology that does 3D stuff um, Valerie Thomas who was a NASA physicist, created 3D movies. And also, you know, I know that Taraji P. Henson has been in the news with that whole Oprah stuff, but Mm -hmm. in light of that, Taraji's great-great-great-grandfather was the brother of... His name was Matthew Henson. He was the first person to reach the North Pole in 1909. Taraji's great-great-great-uncle. Right. So we don't like to acknowledge black history. I mean, we don't like to acknowledge that we were the first to step out in front of anything because white supremacy does not allow us to put ourselves in front of it. I'm not saying the first black person that does something. I'm saying the first person that does something. And when we talk about, you know, the conspiracies and all of that other stuff, um, people still don't like to believe that. There's conspiracies. Navaldi was killed. Gaddafi was killed, right, for for specific reasons. And we don't think that the United States participates in making sure that they shut people up when they have great right? Those guys sometimes end up missing. And, and, and just again, like, um, I, I know one. I know one. And, um, he's um Oh, Go ahead. Taraji's grandfather, probably great grandfather, whatever, and he probably been the first one to go up there and make it back. But I'm sure somebody else went and didn't make him. <laughs> well, no, you know what, no, Mo, so, so here's the thing: is that he made it up there, but they didn't give him credit 
for they were like that he was a part of a team. So the white folks who was getting there, whoever paid for the expedition was the first person to make oh, it up okay, there. Okay. But that black man the was the first one there. Look, the expedition. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know, I just right. make jokes, but <laughs> but I know. Yeah, I, I but get it. The, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like we like we said when you come on the show or when someone come on this particular show, right? Not the serious side, but. I do like for people to actually know something that they didn't know when they when they tuned in. Like right. it is it is right. a thing that we have to understand that you have to take something with you. So when we do news, I don't usually um, do news until we play around with it towards the end. But most all of these facts are true, even if we play around mm-hmm. with them, they are still true. So I know um, last show. Sorry to keep running on, but it, since it's Black History, I meant to get this story in. When I talked about, you know, the FBI and what they did with, for, um, you know, Martin Luther King, not on the last show, but the show before, just in case the listeners remember, if you're a return um, listener, um, I talked about Martin Luther King and him being placed on this FBI, um, what's called a reserve index. It was in 1962. Mm-hmm. They put him on the name that was registered with the um, security index to be rounded up if there was a national emergency. Mm. And that was Robert Kennedy, JFK's brother, authorized him to have a round-the-clock surveillance, yes, as well as surveillance of his home. (laughs) So since November 8, 1963, they tapped his phone. That was the Kennedys that did that. Because they had the same pathology as every other European in this country to say, hey, if something pop off, y'all need to watch the black people. That's what this thing was. So the, the, crazy, miss- the crazy thing about that, Jerome, is that they, everybody talks about the Kennedys and how, how, how they did this and did that, but they were forced in a lot of situations to do the stuff that they did. Had they not been forced, their hands had not been forced, they would have never done nothing. Not a damn yeah. thing. Yeah, you know what, and, and that is the theme of this country, right? So when people say we are not in that same place that we were before, people are falling out with Beyonce recording a country album. But they don't know that black mm-hmm. people created country. The banjo was brought yeah. here by black people, right? Mm-hmm. So white folks are like, oh, we assume it, we own country music, and you have this fool who was the former um, Dukes of Hazard guy on here, you know, talking about he um, I, he said something negative about Beyonce because, like, he felt like they were trying to take country away from white people. It, I, I, I like, I like, <laughs> yeah, I like the cowboy. Don't make me go off on cowboy. That. Cowboy, <laughs> With, that was a black, black cowboys were black, right? And, and, they called white when it became popular. That's who they called them cowboys because they were black. Yes, oh, they called oh, white. So they called white men cow hands, and cowboys. Yes. They reserved to derogatory term towards the black folks who were working on the farms. So even rodeos was mm-hmm. created because you know black folks, we will actually do something mm-hmm. creative while they're working. So the whole term of right. having a rodeo was from the cowboys actually throwing ropes around calves and just having you know just making it a sport. But then now white folks wanted to be cowboys because that's where mm-hmm. that term came from. 
They were cow hands. And, you know, so the guy, John Snyder, who was um, from the Dukes of Hazard, had, you know, made some comments about Beyonce marking her territory because now she's now in country and she's just going around, you know, you can be racist all you want to. But we don't have to take that nonsense. So we're not going to cool down white supremacy. Not Damn sure not going to do it on this show. So what I wanted to do no. really quickly, it may not be quick, but between 1968 and 71, the FBI initiate, initiated terror and disruption resulting in the murder of Black Panthers, Arthur Murray, Bobby Hutton, um, Stephen Bartholomew, Robert Lawrence, Tommy Lewis, Weldon Armstead, Fred Diggs, Apprentice Carter, John Huggins. Oh, by the way, and all of this is from FBI documents. So I don't want these people on Black History Month to not go, um, to not to not be recognized. They killed John Higgins, Alexander Rackley, John Savage, Sylvester Bell, um, Larry Roberts, Nathaniel Clark, Walter um, Torre Pope. Um, Sturgeon Winters, Fred Hampton, Mark Clark, Sterling Jones, um, Eugene Anderson, um, Babatue X, um, Omar Wally, I remember him, um, Carl Hampton, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Jackson, Fred Bennett, Sandra Lee Pratt, Robert Webb, James Napier, Harold Russell, and George Jackson. And those incidences occurred from 68 to 71 and they were in FBI doc- documents that the FBI killed those people contributed to their death and so yes. one of the Bye most yes. dramatic yeah huh what you say yeah god yes they, 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 I know that for a fact they got Fred Hampton and, and, and his group oh. right so yeah, again yeah, oh, guys, that's what his name was in there. But here, one of the most dramatic incidents that occurred on December 4th, 1969, was when Fred Hampton and Mark Clark were shot dead by Chicago police. In their pre-dawn raid of their apartment, Hampton was the most prominent leaders, one of the most prominent leaders in the Black Panther Party. He was killed in bed, drugged. They put, the FBI informant put, um, drugged his orange juice before he went to sleep. Right, mm-hmm. and um, this, um, the depositions in that civil lawsuit in Chicago revealed that the chief of the Panther security and Hampton's personal bodyguard, William O'Neill, was the FBI infiltrator. O'Neill gave the FBI contact agent Royce Mitchell a detailed floor plan of the apartment, which Mitchell turned over to the state attorney general shortly before the attack. And along with information, um, um, they were there were um, like two illegal. They, they told them that there was two illegal shotguns in the apartment. Right, lied. But for his service, O'Neill, get this: if you're gonna sell out black people, don't do this. But O'Neill was paid over ten thousand dollars for from January '69 to July '70. That was in his affidavit. <laughs> That was in Roy Mitchell's, the guy who was the mm-hmm. FBI guy. That was in his affidavit about his contact. So the yeah, availability of the floor plan, right, kind of explains why all the police gunfire went to the corner of their apartment rather than towards the entrances because they knew where the bed was. 
So they yeah. killed them. They, and, and, they, they knew they were they assassinated that man. Yes, on on top of that, they, they wanted to kill him because he was getting together, not just black folks, he was getting together a coalition of poor people. Whether you were black, yeah. white, green, yellow, whatever. He was getting them together. And they didn't like that. So they, and, and then the, yep. brother that, the brother that did all that informing, he ended up killing himself in the end because, he, because of what he did to Fred Hampton. He ended up committing suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's crazy. a YouTube of that, guy, of that guy talking. He said, I know they was going to yeah. kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, so just in case you, since we we're talking about Navaldi, and yeah, the United States don't do that, there has not yeah. ever been a systemic investigation of the FBI's campaign against the Black Power Party. It's never been an investigation. And all of this stuff came out in court. So that, that what happened in Chicago was a part of a nationwide program to kill those black folks. And it never had a, a systematic, a systemic investigation to look into any of this stuff. So happy Black History Month. All of it ain't happy. And so we need to we need to understand, hey, hey, I'm just saying that we need to call it for what it is so that we can keep you informed so that you don't feel like you um, everything is rosy. That's why our kids right now go through life acting like, why is anybody mad? And, you know, they don't we know have all of these. That's why. That's exactly yeah. why. That's and, why and they don't know. You know, that's what I say, learn something new every day. Because these kids ain't learned nothing in school. Mia told me that every day she came home. <laughs> yeah. She ain't learned nothing, but she graduated. I'm glad of that. But you're supposed to learn. You're supposed to learn. Well, Come home with something. I, I, yesterday, I spoke to a group of, of college students. I won't tell you university so they don't receive no letters. <laughs> but I actually was there on campus. <laughs> and, and, and having, you know, having conversations with the – the black black male students and the the problem is and I told them the same thing your degree is your white acceptance um, piece of paper that's why right. when you meet white folks the first thing they say is um, who are you and what do you do because it's a pecking order <laughs> issue right more than it's anything else it's not saying that you're smart because you were there it just says that you understand the the plan from being there. So it's why Carter G. Woodson, the moral of the book um, um, that Carter G. Woodson wrote, I'm trying to think of the name of it, I lost it that quick. But Carter G. Woodson said that there's two educations, one that you give yourself and one that somebody else gives you, and the one that you give yourself is longer lasting and more important. Yeah, because and it the education your mother. somebody else gives you, Look, they just want you to mother. think like them. It don't come so from that's where that comes from. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It don't come from there. Yeah, yeah. Going to school does not make you smart. It just means that you, you understand white folks and you can look at the just world through white supremacy. It just means you went there every morning. <laughs> no, no. Actually, what it what it does though is it allow mainstream to hire you. So they don't care what your major is. If you graduated college, you're eligible for damn near any job. You can go to law school, being a major in phys ed. It doesn't matter as long as you graduate. You can go into any program you want, but it is, there's right, a right. general aptitude of understanding of European culture 
that people like to know that you have. And then when you don't have it, they say, you know, well, you don't know anything. But Malcolm proved that wrong. You know, Malcolm, El Hajj, Malik, El Shabazz, Malcolm X came out and was and blew everybody out of the water. You can give yourself an education. You don't need a piece of paper to you sure prove can. that. And, that. and that's the truth. And that's why I didn't understand this growing up. How do people, they drop out of school, made it to the eighth grade, and then all they got to do is get a GED? I'm, I, come on, sign me up. I didn't have to do all this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. That was crazy to me. Hey, I, I mean, but it's a part of what... years ago. I, well, you know what? I can tell you the history of that. It, I can't think of it with the Rockefellers or the Carnegies, but the the point was is that if you make everybody go to school, you can make them worker bees. So you, as long as you teach them what you want them to know, th- right? Who was it? Rockefellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rockefellers. It was Rockefellers. Yeah. They, so, mm-hmm. yep. So they put a curriculum together that makes it mandatory that you go to school. Because it makes you a better worker. You have a standard aptitude. You don't have to do training in your company if everybody knows how to read just enough so they don't get their butt caught up in the machine That's right. and crushed just it down. Enough. Right. <laughs> so, so school had a had a day. School has a very specific had a very specific outcome. But if you know if your kids do not want to go to school, make sure they learn a trade. Become a plumber because we don't have any. <laughs> Become, you know, a mechanic because right. you're always going to need one. Like there That's are right. fundamental right. things that, and you can make a billion you know dollars. The funny thing, the funny thing about it is those trades, they'll be more, they'll come out more wealthy than paying all this money to do whatever they want to do. It, they will. I told my son yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, because when you work for somebody else, they get the set. They're going to make the money, and they're just paying you to carry on a task. Yeah, but when you are, yes, and not even a big piece. That that doesn't make sense to them, right? So mm-hmm. they make enough money to keep other people, you know, doing the busy work because that was that's what makes people happy, you know. And even though Momo B's on here, and I'm probably going to get yelled at, which I don't care. But it is why women are so misguided now when you talk about, I make my own money, I do this, and thinking that's a power play against men. That is really not a power play. The issue is somebody told you wrong that money does not give you power. It really doesn't. So if you don't have a trade or something that somebody can't take away from you, you can do OnlyFans and all of that nonsense if, if you want to, but you can remember there are men that's paying you. If you're going to be a stripper, I'm not saying that you can't be. I'm just saying when you do, you remember your audience is men. Somebody is paying you, but they need to have a job to give you their money. So there's mm-hmm. no power play. There's no power play in that. So we always have to be a little bit um, careful. All right, so I went way into no, the show, no, but I'll no, give no. you. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you can, can say what you say want, but I'm just saying, like, nothing. our society. No, no. I was just saying that our society looks at it so differently now than saying, go get your own money for your own benefit. Not a power play to say, now that I have more money, that means I'm equal or better than men. Black people don't have that. That is a European construct that those women felt really oppressed. And so since black men are at the bottom of the total pole, right, that's why when I named all the Black Panthers that was killed, it was mostly men. But if you know about the Black Panthers, 
women ran that organization. Women are smart. They are at the top mm. of the food chain. That's why we protect them. But when you want to be in the bottom of the food chain, I never understood that because there is a pecking order that people pick us off. So they, but you're missing, they, you're missing something. You're missing a you big part of something. When we, when I say we, I say women, when we went out there and when we became noticed in making money, it's because men wasn't doing nothing. They was running around, staying no, home, no. doing whatever. You remember that part? You're missing it. Y'all no, well, okay, we're not, we're not, we're not going to do that part because that that is going to go through uh, a whole different direction. What I what I was saying though, generally, I'm not talking I'm about individuals. I'm saying generally as a society. I'm saying generally as a society. What happens uh, is that there's no power play because as a woman, women are are nurturing. Take they they always built society around women. Guys, it's that Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. joke, right? Like. That guys would live in a cardboard box if um, if they didn't have to impress somebody, right? So it's motivation for men to actually say, "Let me step up to do what you know to do something um, to be worthy of of being respected." So that is a guy thing. Women are raised differently, but guys, it's what we do. We see who's the strongest. Yeah, the fa- you watch two little do. kids, and little boys will see who's the strongest and who's the fastest. To determine who respects who in any kind of pecking order, and, and that is and just pretty much how we are. Okay, right. that's nice. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this question: Why do you think that women started going out and getting jobs? Just tell me, because I would want to stay home all day. Why do you think we did that? Just answer the well, question. I'm not that's not what he's. Confused. That's not what he's saying. He didn't say that. That's not what he said. I know. That's not what he said. It, 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 what he said was that it's not the money that makes you see. And any other, and, and, and have, have you ever noticed that um, any other any other race never says that you know I don't need no man. What, what race says that more than any other race of black uh, uh, women? I don't need no man. This is because it's what they you've been taught. What he's saying no, is that true. it's not. We wasn't taught that. Let me, no, what he, what he, what no, 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 no. I was. I was never taught that. When I had to go out, well, I was raised to go and help. You know, get out there and do. Ain't nobody gonna stay home all day and do nothing. So that was kind of different for me. However, when I say I don't need somebody, that just means just that I don't need you because I'm out here working, doing right. the damn thing. But how many so it's not personal heard, for you. No however, however, a lot of women. You heard that? No, no, I, I heard that. No, but I'm just saying, a lot of females that I know, their men wasn't wasn't bringing home the bacon, so they had to. And that's why when they started doing, they said, "I don't need you." Like, get out! What you what you're doing <laughs> is you're misconstruing what he's saying. You got you got to stay on top, and you're misconstruing what he's saying. What you did was you took a piece of it, and, and that's not exactly what he said. It's not even close to what he said. Right, but I, mean, but I, I just want you to know. I probably, I probably didn't, because uh, uh, I was already, you know, going there. But you got to understand what I'm saying too. Right, I understand what you're saying, and and this is why. Even in having conversations, we usually have to have women out of a room when guys are having conversations <laughs> because what happens is it, it turned a corner 
to put us up against each other in fighting. But I can tell you, in the bigger picture, white supremacy, it, it kind of goes back. If we go into the 70s when you couldn't be on welfare if you had a man in the house, it becomes a part of our behavior that men are not in the house because women start protecting the fact that they even had a man. So they would not let them in the house because it would stop their, their, their services from, from coming in the house. And that does not mean, white people who are listening, that all black people want welfare. It became a behavior. It was not that we were all on welfare. It became a behavior because all of our, like right now, for services, and by the way, we don't have welfare anymore. More. Welfare has been gone since Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. got rid of welfare. We just use it as a term for people who are getting social services. But welfare, welfare is a whole other animal. Right? But... So what what happens is that we have not progressed a little bit farther to understand why our children are conditioned to look at the world like they do now, because that stuff has been rolling for a while in our community. And just like with Fonnie Willis, there's a reason why her father said, have your own money, because black men can be taken out of this piece without no trouble. Black people get, you know, get arrested for little stuff. You could be caught up in something in the community and get arrested. Black men are really not as reliable when it comes to them coming home at night. You can have a good job working third shift, and you can get stopped by a policeman and not come home. So we started protecting black women as men by telling them, you need to have a separate account than me. You need, that was our protecting you. You can't take that and be like, y'all not reliable. Because there's not a man, especially a black man, that does not want wellness. Regardless if he's mis- misguided, he always still wants wellness. But our problem in our society is that we are arguing, like, multiple points in there because our own personal experience said, oh, somebody wasn't there for me or I didn't have this. That's different. I can't, we, we're not talking about individuals. We're saying, like, overall. So doing black history or talking about the people who were killed by the police and the Panthers, that sends a message to everybody else. That's why when black people get convicted in jail for stealing a slice of pizza, they said, we're doing this to send a message to everybody else. But the white kid, Brock Turner, who raped an unconscious white girl, the judge said, I don't want to ruin your life. We're not sending a message to white people. I want to ruin your life. If a black person does something, we send a message to all black people. So we're right. policed a little bit differently than than they are. So our opportunities are different. And when it comes down to it, we just kind of have to look at the world differently opposed to, you know, having the same um, arguments. Because I, I had this argument, I uh, had this conversation with people a long time ago that you can't argue that you need flat screen TVs in jail because you're still technically in jail. Right. So our fight is not how to make this jail comfortable for us. We need to be able to look at the world a little bit differently so that we can create a different world for our folks. So the reason we're doing black history, not just on Black History Month, you can ask those questions anytime you want. But the reason that we keep some of these stories going is because there are things that white folks are not teaching us about our own people. So I I probably was going to do this next week, but it's probably like when we talk about Dr. Sebi and say, hey, he won his Supreme Court, his New York State Supreme Court case, because he told the judge this is an African biomineral balance. 
this is what helps black people because your medical system does not specifically look out for the ailments and health of black people. And they had to admit, no, we don't. So he was able to win his lawsuit. He was the only one to win one um, out of like 2,789 cases. He's the only one that actually went through the, um, against the FDA. That black man won. Right. Because he knew he was zero in only on black folks. So, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I want to do really quickly, let me do about seven stories, because I know I usually start off with a bunch of news, so let's do some stories really quick. So, um, and our first news story, quitting smoking, according to a new study, um, before 50 reduces your risk of lung cancer by 57% compared to stopping later in life. Now, the study of 3 million people uh, was researched by um, some, a South Korean study of more than 2.9 million people and found that people who stopped smoking had a 17% lower risk of all types of cancer compared to those who did not quit. That was just one study that came out. Now, a group of 30 uh, middle school employees in Kentucky struck it rich after hitting $1 million Powerball jackpot with the same numbers they've used since 19 or since um, 2019. So the group of 30 teachers, current and former teachers, counselors, and administrative staffs at this um, middle school in Kentucky, only 120, I shouldn't say only, but they only got 24000 each. So they did not strike it rich. A million dollars don't split really well in, three, in 30 people. So, really? Yeah, yeah, I would be a little upset about that. When no, I hit, look, I need to look, hit big. Even people with a GED know that. <laughs> right. After taxes, they got 24000 and they still don't have to pay taxes on whatever they buy. So they ain't going to last long. That's about a month and a half of work of, yeah. So Honda is recalling more than 750,000 vehicles in the U.S. across 16 models linked to a faulty center that um, can cause front passenger airbags to um, inflate when they're not supposed to. So they're recalling the Pilot, Accord, Sedan, um, HRV, Odyssey from models from 2020-22, as well as the Honda Fit and some others. So the owners will be notified by March 19th if your car is in there. Um, the affected models also go across their luxury band of Acura. The Acura from the 2020-22. MDX. All right, so check them out. I know Chase Bank is to open. I know last show I did all of these bank closings, that all these major banks were closing their branches. Chase is opening 500 bank branches, including lavish locations with living rooms and libraries under their new mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan brand. Wow. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're changing. What would you say? I said, I don't know why. I, yeah, I, I have for years. Why? So you don't have to stand in line. <laughs> oh, they have a living room in a library. You can read for a little bit. Um, why are you waiting? Jay said they're bucking that, this system uh, for the last decade that sees major banks shutting down their physical branches in towns and cities throughout the country. Now, I have a friend who, uh-huh. who bought an Acura, mm-hmm. and I saw yesterday, and she was telling me that in – the Acura dealership that she went to, they had um, a nail salon in there. And that's what they did. Mm, what? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> they, so we're going back to the time, which is really good, that if you are old enough to remember, 
when you open up a bank account, they used to give you a toaster. They would give you something because <laughs> because people don't realize when you deposit money in your savings account, you are technically loaning the bank money. Right. Right. So they could lend it to other people right. and don't give you nothing. Yes. Yes. And I've had a conversation with a couple of bank VPs about this where they mm. asked, how do we get more black folks to do more banking? And I'm like, give them a toaster, give like a toaster. whatever. <laughs> not, not a toaster, but you got to give them. Right, because that's what they used to do back in the days because just like Fonnie Willis, keep having to bring her name up, <laughs> black people don't put their money in banks. And I don't know why that's foreign to white folks, foreign. but we just don't. <laughs> we're not. We're taught to not do that. What you say, Alice? Yeah, I did, man. Look, I agree, man. My father, and he went through the stuff in the uh, depression. He said he had so much money in the bank and he lost it all. So I, I'm yeah. a firm believer that, that hey, yep. man. <laughs> yep, I, yeah, but that yep, was, that but, was and, back in the and, day. That, they, you don't lose it now. I'm telling you. No, no, no. I'm telling you what I, I don't care. From my, from my yeah, birthday, I had a fraud on my account two times. And they gave me my money the next day, and I let them know, you better, because I'm coming up there. And they did it. They, they said, oh, we're going to have to investigate it. And whatever, I don't, well, give a, I don't care what you got to do. Put my money back. But, here, <laughs> but here's the, the thing. Banks are FDIC insured up to $250,000 now. So you can get your money put back in your account if there's fraud. Right. But the I problem is, is if you take out more than $5,000, it gets reported to the IRS. Right, they're tracking money movement uh-huh. because they are putting everybody under suspicion. So it's still not smart to put all of your money in the bank if you are, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be tracked. And we shouldn't participate in the system because we think it's not going to hurt us. Sometimes we just make the decision, and I think black people are smart for this. Like when they say, uh-huh. you know, you should always, you know, when we talked about year, what was it, twenty, year two thousand, and all that, they were like, keep some cash. Anytime we come into a financial crisis, they say, keep some cash in your house. Because that's not what they do. We already do that. We know that if we walk in there with mm-hmm. cash, somebody's going to give you money, but your ATM might not work if the power's out. We know right, that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that from living in Florida. Yep. So once the power's out, you're done. And your car don't work or whatever. And anything can happen to make that happen. I've I've had that happen before and I'm like, why does my card work? It was like, Oh, you must have had it near a magnet or whatever whatever their excuse is. In emergencies, you need your money. So go get it. Now another bank, P and C bank, which I don't know where they are, they're gonna open another hundred branches over the next four years. And um yet they uh, stayed quiet about closing two hundred and thirty nine last year. But um that was more than any other U.S. <laughs> bank. But PNC Bank said on Wednesday, within the next four years, it's going to open 100 branches after they shut down 239 of them. But anyway. Yeah, so look, you don't have to have a GED to figure that out. But what oh, did you no say? doubt. I think no. I missed it. But about the Chase, yeah. you said they're closing Chase Bank? No, no, no. They're going to open up 500 new branches with um, oh, libraries okay. and libraries. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I but there's other banks. The C Bank closed 239 last year. It was a different bank. Make this make sense to me, Jerome. 
Make this make sense to me. I don't want to be no damn bank long enough to I need a library. <laughs> or uh, You're right. I just want to sit out. I just want to walk in and get my money and walk out. Because I'm sitting there that long, somebody going to jack me. Come on. Yeah, first of all, right, right. If you were chilling called, in the bank, it's called plotting. Somebody sitting in there with a book and just looking. <laughs> that is just you, Momo. Like somebody plotting. That's not just me. <laughs> yeah, that's just you. It's like, wait a minute. Let me look up a book on how to get my money out this vault. Like you don't want to look. They're not gonna have those kind of books in that library. They're not gonna do that. But, but. Instead of putting libraries in banks. I wasn't saying. I wasn't even I know, saying that. I know. I know you wasn't. Got a book and looking at who's coming and moving and whatever. Looking mm-hmm. somebody right. got to keep counting the money the three times. Yeah, just, no, I'm just walking out right after you. <laughs> what, what, what do they call that in those old movies? Oh, when you're casing a bank? That's that, yeah. just sitting outside watching? Now, uh-huh. You put a library in the bank if you want to. It'll be old mm-hmm. Billy the Kid stuff going on up in there after a while. <laughs> You're like, let me help this old lady with her bag because she, she got a nice deposit. Yeah, she got cash back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work that out. I'm going to have to keep a lookout. Look, I'm going to have to keep a lookout. When I come in the bank, if I see a couch, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the ATM. I'm good. You see people just sitting there looking at you, acting like they're reading the paper. Uh, yeah, we ain't doing that. Right. I see people reading the paper a long time I went to the gas station the other day, and they had papers on the rack. I thought, oh, I didn't even know they sold those no more. Man. Unless you See, on the train. that technology age. They're going to always print papers. They're, they're nah, always going to print I, papers. I never noticed one. I never noticed one in, in, uh, for a long time. Yep. Who wants to yep. read a we, paper? You read papers? Well, yeah. yeah I, I do. I most definitely do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, but, wait a minute. Okay, so why are you laughing at the fact that we read? I don't understand. Really? Because I never seen nobody <laughs> reading. <laughs> I don't see wow. nobody doing nothing. <laughs> you don't see wow. young kids reading. Okay. They're always looking at their phone, but they're still reading. Right. Right? So, right, yeah, sometimes you... Like, I read on my phone. I do, but I never went and bought no paper thing that's so long. Like, I got to open my laptop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the paper, sometimes the paper, like if there's something, you know, it's like a trophy. You know, you see something, you're like, oh, let, let me get the mm-hmm. paper because my, you know, my people was in there and you cutting out articles and we still, yeah, still I do that. I never did that in a long time since 1989 when my whole family got arrested. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to save the blotter. <laughs> wow. So check out the police blotter. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to. My yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, okay. Now, <laughs> okay, we we gonna get you help. Um, Ellie has put a put a call in to that eight hundred nine hundred number. We gonna get Momo B help on this. Okay, so um, <laughs> now the Americans in the South and the Midwest, like states, are likely. Um, to report suffering from a mysterious ailment that's caused by long-term COVID. So they're saying residents in other regions, um, 
you know, don't have as much of a problem with that because they actually go to the hospital. But if you are in one of the red states, mm. the CDC analysis found um, in the first study of this kind, this is a Center for Disease Control and Prevention, if you don't know, has released a state-by-state analysis of people experiencing long COVID. And it's difficult to diagnose um, the disease characteristics by uh, extreme fatigue and pain throughout the body. And I know people who have been going through that, it's like, I don't know why I don't feel well, and it's been going for a long term. That's long, what's called long COVID. So you're still having long term wow. COVID, and people are still getting COVID. Really? They're just not dying. Well, I know people are still getting COVID. Yeah, that's what they yeah. said about the, the vaccine. That's the misconception about the vaccine. They said you get the vaccine, you won't, uh, you won't die. You won't. They never said you wouldn't die. They said they, what they said is you would, you would not catch it, but you would, you would not die from it. So I was like, why? Right. So you know, that's that's what a misconception is. They said if you take the virus, you're not gonna get it. Not what they said. Right. Yeah, people kept saying that. They're like, well, if I'm going to get it anyway, why take the vaccine? Because you will die from it if it's the first time it's introduced to your body. So Idiot. that is more of a problem. <laughs> now, oh, check this out. All right, so you know um, Wu-Tang is the first um, group, rap group, that has a, a vagueness reg- residency. What? Wu-Tang is going to be first. Wu-Tang. I don't know. Okay. Now, I'm, not, I'm not hating on Wu-Tang. But I can just name a thousand groups with enough songs to be at Vegas, but they have so many people in their group that has individual product projects that they can actually, you know, hold a, a Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. So in February, um, you know, since it, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl too, but since February turned out to be a big month in Vegas because of the Super Bowl, they announced that Wu-Tang, this iconic New York rap group is how they phrased it, formed in 1992, um, they're going to have a, a, a residency entitled The Saga Continues, and it kicked off on Friday, February 9th at the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. So they're going to play again on the 10th and add additional slow shows for March. But this is the first, um, first time hip-hop group is headlining a hotel casino on the Strip. Now, people have wow. been in, the, okay. in Vegas. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know what but I want to say, I too? Is, yeah. Because Usher, oh, Usher yeah. headlining in Vegas see. was not a bad thing, either. He has enough hits and been performing long enough, as you saw in the Super he Bowl. Did. What did he play? Like, tw- 15, 20 songs? I don't know how many songs Usher ran through. And he missed some. But he deservingly, you know, has enough work to be there. I wrote a I wrote an article years ago, I think it was in 2009 or something. But I wrote an article about this because I kept saying that Snoop and Ice Cube is going to be able to play Vegas because rapping don't take you you know it ain't hammer you don't have to dance around that piece but that slow yeah. draw from Snoop saying is so much drama in the LBC he gonna always be able to do that. It's always gonna play. It's always gonna play. Because as we get older, yeah, but as we get older, we have the money to go to Vegas. It's not a kid's game in Vegas, right? Right. So as his audience gets older, you got to have money to go there. Yeah, you see what Usher is killing them in Vegas. 
People falling out. Mm-hmm. Girls trips all over the place going to Vegas they because he a- they, you age with the music. I, I'll tell you one yep. thing. I'm go- If I go to Vegas tomorrow, I'm not falling out, tripping or nothing. I, <laughs> I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> yeah, what? Look, not, not off the music. It might be off of something else. <laughs> okay. Okay, now see, now we got to get off Vegas. See, that? see where that went, Elias? <laughs> it just went someplace. We're gonna we gonna save Momo for Jay. Jay's gonna have to man up on this program we're gonna get you help. Yeah, we're gonna get you help over here. We ain't gonna just let that go and act like Momo didn't say nothing. Momo's getting help. We're gonna we'll find an eight hundred number there, Momo. Now hip hop entertainers and businessmen, Snoop Dogg and Master P are suing Walmart for sabotaging the uh, the Snoop cereal. Have you ever seen the Snoop cereal? Nope. Momo or Ellis? Yeah, I sure have. I've seen it. Uh, yeah. I, now, mm-hmm. I've seen it. They have. Yeah, they have. Yeah, because y'all um, single. Y'all single men. That's why y'all seen something like that. Ain't no. I, ain't nobody married seen no Snoop cereal. They don't got no kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, man. They, I was, um, didn't they? Didn't they put it to the back of the shelf? I don't go down that aisle. Yes. Well, that's what it was. So they're suing him for sabotaging them because, um, and they hired attorney Ben Crump, who is representing them, said that they're filing a lawsuit against Post Foods and Walmart because, according to Trump, Post used deceptive practices to sabotage the cereal brand, while Walmart prevented them from being placed on store shelves. So they put them in the back of the store and said, when you go online, that they don't have any more. So they intentionally sell wow. their product. So, no, you know, no. But, no, and I've seen them on shelves in Walmart, but they they must oh, be sabotaging okay. by not putting them out and displaying them okay. in certain stores, not doing them. So the cereal box last they, summer, that, by the way. That's what they said. That's 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 exactly what they said. They said that they him. didn't put them out, and that's what they're suing them for. So, yeah, oh, y'all yeah. Get oh, I I understand now what's going on. Y'all get this from reading the newspaper. Because I would never know. What y'all talking about about no cereal aisle? Well, you know. You know what they said? Yeah, this, this is actually a new show. Kind of, we're doing yeah, news. Yeah, really. He's like, no, yeah, I don't really. read the news. Yeah. So, I'm getting news. Yes, yeah. That's where it I comes think from. I'm going to go out today and buy a newspaper so I can read some stuff. Oh, my God. You can, you can yeah. read a newspaper online now. Like I, I know I said I'd be I doing it, but I don't be doing No, no, no. Hmm? You know what's the difference? When you go online, you just see and you keep scrolling like, nope, not interested, not interested. When you buy a whole paper, because I used to buy the newspapers when I was You read them when you bought them, didn't you? The train. Look, I had uh, uh, 45 minutes on the train. I'm flipping these pages and looking. But I don't yeah. do that no more. So that's why I don't buy it no more. But on my phone, I scroll. Yeah. If I don't think something that interests me, I just keep scrolling. And I would not right. stop at no cereal. <laughs> right. But but that's why when why we're watching do? news, to realize, but, but Momo, listen, this is why when you watch the news, somebody is sifting through the news to tell you what news stories to listen to and the which ones to, to read. They are telling you that. So even though all of these news stories that I'm picking out, well, however you get your news, somebody else is dictating what stories that you're seeing. 
whether it is through TikTok or social media, somebody does that, opposed right. to us going You're through right. finding interesting stories that appeal You're to exactly us. Right. The thing that appeals to me about this story is it's not that they're suing Walmart in Post Foods. It's that Master P is such a great businessman that he's not getting any credit for all the things that he has done, and Snoop doesn't. Snoop is a venture capitalist. He owns – he has um, – um, stock in this company that delivers medical marijuana in Canada and every fifty and all fifty states. They're regulating. All, Snoop owns that company. He's one of the owners of that company. Master uh, P not only has those wrap snacks and ramen noodles and all this other stuff. He invested in in things that we keep saying black folks don't have. We're our own companies. We don't have our own cereal. We don't have our own toothbrush. We keep saying that, and Master P is doing a master class on him right. diversifying. Okay. 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 So this okay. the story okay. is important. Well, why are you mad at Snoop? I think I bet you Snoop, Snoop make more money. You said why I'm mad at Snoop? I yeah, yeah, I said that and you don't even have to answer. But I bet you Why Snoop am I I'm not mad at money. Snoop? Why you say that? I like Snoop. Oh no, you say I like it. <laughs> no, no, no. What I said is that their business their question. business. Do you who you think make okay. money? What? Between who? Snoop and Master P. Master P. Master P. Master P has a ton more money than Snoop, and that's why he even Snoop though how to get money. exactly when Snoop was broke, Snoop tells the story about Master P gave bought him a house and put it in his name in the same gated community that Master P lived in. <laughs> when he left Death Row, right. Snoop had no money. He had no rights to the masters right. of the yeah, music. Yeah. He had none okay. of it. Gave him all that money. So the, okay. the, the moral of the story is that the the duo Master P and Snoop has was called Broadest Foods, and if you know anything about Snoop's last name, that's Snoop's last name. So it's his own food group that owns this company, and they introduced two new brands. It's Snoop cereal and Mama Snoop. I don't know what kind of cereal that is, and they have like cinnamon toasties and fruit, fruit. And they got they got sued for Snoop Loops because guess who sued them? Kellogg. They didn't want the girl to post the Fruit Loops. Yeah. <laughs> so they sued them last year from Snoop Loops. But, hey, nice. they got it done. Now, okay, but so. You said, um, you said Snoop make more money than Master P. And you, and you I did not. Right. I'm not even No, we did not say that. I just thought. No, you did not. You said Master P. You said Master P makes more money. That's what we said. We said no, Master said, P. Oh, you're Snoop. right, you're right. Master P makes more money than Snoop. And yeah. I'm telling you this. Master P might make more money online, but he be doing his shit, I mean, whatever, offline. But anyway, I'm going to tell you this, too. Master P ain't the, the legit one walking around here. He done get a lot of crap in the streets. I, I, I know. Why are you bringing up old stuff? You can't commit no black crime on Black History Month. We'll talk about that on Jay's show. Or y'all open up the Wednesday snow, but we, what Master P has what? done now, what he's okay. done in the past. Okay. I'm we quiet. all, I'm be quiet. no, no, let me say this so that we're, we're all, always clear. What happens is that black people never outrun their past when it comes to black people critiquing black people. But my, again, Donald Trump is filling oh, women boy. up by their crotch, and then we get to say, or Charlie Sheen, you don't like that oh, one? Charlie Sheen was butt naked in Vegas doing coke, calling policemen an N-word, and that dude didn't go to jail. 
Paris Hilton. We don't do that. We don't do that in public. But, uh, we might do it behind closed doors. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. They outrun. Right. That's why they outrun whatever ailments they do it to them. Who's doing that? Who who would do that in their right mind? Nobody black except for oh no, I don't want to name no names. But you got right, but, but normal but what, people but, don't do that. Yes, but the point is is that we we're doing news, and so we're just trying to get people past the day and have them have, them have something positive into their week. So we're not, we're not going to do let's find all the bad stuff by black people because that's not a good – that's not going to be a good look. Because I would be talking that's about Oprah I all day. Say no names. Give me credit. Right. I, say I'm just no saying, I would be throwing that out there anyway. So let me tell you. Um, do you guys watch Abbott Elementary? Have you ever watched that show? Oh, The little people in the school? No, no. Ab- Abbott um, is the school with what is her name? She she became famous through social media. It comes on on Wednesdays on ABC. But anyway, they had their season kickoff last week. Their first episode was um, last Wednesday, and um, they had a one hour premiere, and um, they renewed it for a new season just off of that one show. So it has um, Cheryl Roth. Or what's Cheryl's last name? Oh my gosh, I like her. Um, the guy who played in Everybody Hates Chris, um, the, oh, the kid. Yeah, I like him. Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry for this. I, I don't forgot either. all of their names. But anyway, Abbott Elementary is being renewed, and that is a good show. I actually watch Abbott Elementary, but it comes on on Wednesdays on ABC. I now, watch it, I was gonna look it up right while you on here. Let me just cause yeah, yeah. Get it. It, it, but okay, it's actually a good show. Now, okay, you can um, keep talking. I'm South Carolina, South Carolina wants to restart executions using firing squads and the electric chair for their state. You know, their state prosecutor says that prisoners' death don't need to be quick, so they're suing them. They said it don't need to be quick and painless. So South Carolina wants to bring back executions using firing squads and electric chairs. You know what? I, I can tell you yeah, this. Yeah, I think that somebody told me this, and I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't. Okay, good. I can tell you this. There, there's something cruel about um, those folks that they'd like to see pain in other people because their humanity is definitely not kicking in because they, they know that you're prosecuting a lot of people who end up being innocent, but you want to torture right. them on their way out. That's crazy. But you won't. Charles Manson is still living. <laughs> I mean, well, I think he's still living, but you, you take somebody who you know did something, and you won't kill them. But it's like, oh, That's yeah, yeah, we want to make this chicken. What'd you say? I said, yeah, that's crazy. I agree. Yeah. Now, a prominent Atlanta like attorney. Because I get mad. All the time, I be mad. Yeah. Yeah, but so that, we have to handle my truth little a little bit. And mind my, my little business. <laughs> now, a prominent Atlanta attorney who shot his wife dead as she sat in front of an SUV in 2016, he could be released from prison next year after taking a plea deal for involuntary manslaughter. He killed his wife. I should have played black or white on this one for you, LES, because we know that that person was not black. That was not going to happen. Right. We know it was. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all know he's white. 
ain't gonna let no brother <laughs> off and killing nobody. Two thousand sixteen? He didn't even did he didn't even do ten really? years. And they're right. they're saying he took a plea. How do you take a plea when you know that somebody <laughs> killed somebody? Just like you know, and, you and what it is, right? They're like, we want to save the taxpayers' money from a trial. Oh, that was going to be quick. <laughs> but that was not going. That was going to cost us back. Wow. You know. Now again, I, still, they, want, they want to prosecute Fannie Willis. Exactly. You want to sit there and act like she's on trial when she's not over a technicality that you think mm-hmm. might be improper. Who cares what's improper? Right. She didn't break the law. <laughs> Let it go. Right. Now, now, an Alabama mother, 27, she punished her 7-year-old son by making him walk home from school, and then she ran him over with her car. Now, again, no. we can play black or white with him. <laughs> yes. White. <laughs> she was charged with aggravated child abuse. She was, she was um, charged with – her name is Sarah Rachel James, you know, when they have three names. Um, so mm-hmm. she was charged with <laughs> aggravated child abuse on February 8th um, over the cruel punishment. That's according to, um, you know, Marshall County jail records. She's in Alabama, and she was like walking home from school and walking in front of this car. She ran a doggone seven-year-old over. Wow. Again. That was her, that yeah. was her kid? It was her kid. Yes. That was, her, that was his punishment. Look, I don't even want to read it. Right. Yeah. Now, um, what'd you say? Is she in jail? Yeah, she's in jail. She got okay. she got arrested on February. Yeah, she got arrested last week, but she she intentionally left him out. Now oh, I know we're yeah. running up against time here, but let me, here's one more story that probably should end our night, but. A Connecticut woman unwittingly, nice well, it's going to end your night. How about that? <laughs> we ain't going to have no more stuff. <laughs> so a Connecticut woman unwittingly slept with her half-brother after the mother used a fertility doctor who secretly used his own stuff. So this woman, Victoria, Victoria Hill, who's 39, she said that she was left traumatized traumatized after she realized that she had unknowingly committed incest with her high school boyfriend. So her mother was conned by the doctor who was told that the donor would come from an anonymous medical student. And she told CNN (sighs) that she only found out that the man that she grown up thinking was her dad was not her biological father after taking a 23andMe test. So she was telling her story. At her 20-year high school reunion that she attended with her former boyfriend, who realized the similarities of her situation, and um, they took a genetic test and found out that they were brother and sister. Thank you very much. Wow. Good night and tip your way. Oh, my God. Yeah, that had <laughs> Not only did she find what? out that her father was not her father, she found out that she was actually dating her brother when she was in high school. Yeah, that's all right. Nice. Okay. Wow, hey, that's Thank why you very much. That, yes, yeah, that's why those of us who grew up in um, who have family in small towns. My cousin told me years ago um, in Louisiana, she was like, "You wouldn't want to go high school here because our grandmother had about 
10 girls, and they all married with different last names. <laughs> she said, you would not want to be here. Oh. You don't know who your cousin is. <laughs> yeah, small towns. Wow. Just what but this happened in Connecticut. <laughs> so there you have it. Wow. Not Connecticut. Yeah. What town? What'd you say? What town? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, what this happened 20 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, in, it was in the city. <laughs> Where you been? Uh oh. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Black still gonna get you help. We still gonna get you help. But I'm gonna tell you this: black people don't use sperm donors, especially back then. That was a, that was a little bit of a shoot. Never mind. We ain't gonna even go there. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Bobo is about to take this all away. Right, See you next you week, bro. You live in Alaska. <laughs> They can't say goodnight like it's all about somebody. This is Scott White. Yeah, yeah, your time's going to be a little different. We'll see you next week, man. See you next week. That's all right. Hello? 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 Everybody? Anybody? Somebody? (laughs) Help me, please. All right. See you. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. It was really a a thank you for my birthday wishes. (laughs) The dean, remember, you'll talk up the phone, I think. Okay. Everybody, everybody.